It's done, baby. Um, wait, yeah, wait, it's that's not, right, Andrew. Hold on, it's, it's not at, okay. It's not uh, at number one. Where is it? It should be up at the top. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, filter the leaderboard for uh, worst game. Worst game Uh-oh. to best game. No, just kidding. <laughs> Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele, and I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. No. No, it's not for you at all. It's like... No, uh, no, no. In fact, you I hope you haven't listened to any of the past episodes also, if you have more than one friend. And not only this episode, but any of these episodes you're not allowed to listen to, so... Uh, I, yeah, we're pretty clear up front. Yeah. And in every single episode, I feel like. So yeah. I don't... I feel like there isn't an episode where you could just kind of dodge it. You know, I hope not. So just please turn this podcast off if you have more than one friend. Please don't listen, okay? <clears throat> there, good. Please, we're begging you. We're begging you. <laughs> it, I gotta put. I gotta put. I gotta put food in my kids' mouths. You know what I mean? If you're listening, <laughs> and you have more, and you have more than one friend, you're literally taking food out of my kids' <laughs> mouths. <laughs> we did. Yeah, that does make sense. Was it, uh, wasn't matter. They don't like podcasts. <laughs> Yes, the fewer people listening to this, the more food we can put in our kids' mouth. I mean, it just make don't ask it, it. It does make sense if you do the math. All right, uh, Pete, what are we talking about today? We're talking about two player. Talking about doing the <laughs> doing the math today, Andrew. We're talking about a game that involves a bunch of um, addition. Very, I don't know, very, really. very, very, uh, very basic math. There's <laughs> well, it's, there's a bunch of numbers, and based on the numbers, you. Uh, roll a certain amount of dice. Essentially, there you, there Andrew, we're talking about battle masters. What kind of math is that? When there's a number, and then you just you don't do anything to the number. You, it just the number. It, it, you just acknowledge the number, and then maybe uh, get I would, get another set of something that is that same number. I would call but you don't add them. I would call that number recognition, and that's it. <clears throat> just you recognize number numbers and recognition. You know. It's kind of basic. And is that a maths? Is that a mathematics? I would say it's a basis for math, right? I mean, you got to recognize numbers before you got to do any math. So, I guess you got to recognize them before you do them. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's true. There, you know what I mean? You know, uh, very true. <laughs> okay, true, great. The truer thing was. A, I'm glad the truer this... thing was uh, maybe never said, Andrew. Yep. Andrew, today we're talking about uh, we're talking about a Milton Bradley game. Andrew, which oh, I don't know. Baby. Have we done a Milton Bradley game before? Yeah, of course. Battle, uh, Battleship. Uh, Battleship is Milton Bradley. Guess who? Candyland is... Yeah. Wait, we haven't done Candyland. Well, no, but we have talked about it a lot. But That's, we've technically but we've redesigned Candyland. Technically, anything Hasbro, maybe Milton Bradley. Hasbro oh. bought Milton Bradley at some point around like 2000 or so. so. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so... How about that? Yeah. Well, well, well. This is uh, called Battle Masters, Andrew. And this one, Andrew, tell us a little bit about why we're doing this one. I mean, this is uh, <sighs> wow. something from your past, I guess. I never knew anything about this dang thing until, uh, yeah. until you told me about it. Yeah, this this game I had when I was a kid. And, you know, I, I didn't even... It was a big deal when I was a kid. We'll talk more about this. I don't want to get too into it here, but it was it was it's a really big game. It's huge on a giant cloth that filled up the whole living room floor. A bunch of orcs and goblins fighting knights and stuff like that. It was the coolest game when I was a kid. Had it, well, play, played it a lot. And I mean, 
Uh, I mean, I also was a kid when you were a kid, and I have no idea what this is. Right. But, it was ahead. not. Well, it didn't. You know what the thing was? It didn't have a commercial. That was the. Uh, that was the problem. Um, yeah. And I and don't. My, we were a huge commercial family. So. I didn't seek it out. I think I was given this game because <clears throat> I was actually. I was telling my parents that we were going to do this uh, episode, and uh, my. I think my dad said that like somebody, some maybe a kid or something gave it to me at like one of my like birthday parties, like some kid from my class or something like that gave it to me. I don't know who gave this to me, but I'm glad that they did because it was, you don't, and you don't even remember who this person, Andrew, they went to the trouble of giving you maybe the hugest game in the world (laughs) that there was no way it was cheap. And you, and (laughs) don't don't remember, remember who they are at all. No, no. Maybe it was a family member. I don't know, but it's not like I was like asking for this. You know, I had, I opened it. I probably opened it up. I was like, what, what is this? Okay. This looks cool. Whatever. But then, yeah. you know, we played it, and it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Um, so it was a big deal. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that video? <laughs> of course. Battle Masters. Battle Masters. Yes. Yes. <coughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. So this is this was like, this informed a lot of, I realized, well, we'll talk more about this, but I realized that this game really kind of had a big influence on how I feel about uh, board games, even up to this day, really. it's. Uh, I'm realizing now, as you say that, yeah, the DNA, it, you know, <laughs> it's, in your, it's in your game, it's in your game DNA. It's how well, Andrew, before we uh, before we get more into it, we gotta sum it up in one sentence, the game of Battlemasters. One sentence explanations. Alright, if I had to sum up the game of Battlemasters in one sentence... And I do. I think I would say that Battlemasters is the game that your parents will sell in a yard sale for 50 cents. What the heck? Come on. Is that now? Is that true? Is that autobiographical? This is true. I don't know if it's 50 cents, wow. but it was oh my God. sold in a yard sale. And the thing about that is, it's like, OK, well, of course, we got to get rid of the childhood stuff. You can't keep it all right. And I, I'm sure that sure. I don't think that my parents ever like just sold stuff without at least telling me first or like asking like hey do you want this anymore no i was probably a teenager yeah. or something when i was like ah no nah, i never i haven't played it in years so that's fine but now mm-hmm. <laughs> when you go on ebay this thing is like yeah between a hundred at least a hundred bucks two hundred dollars usually is what you see it we saw it at yeah. our local board game store i actually saw it there I used copy for two hundred dollars yeah. Uh, wow! 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 Yeah. So yeah, did you did you tell them? Did you tell your parents that you almost bought one on Facebook Marketplace for like <laughs> 125 or something like that? You know what I mean? I came very close uh, to it, but I, I decided against it because. Um, did you tell them you owe me? Did you tell them you owe me 125 bucks? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> minus the 50 cents that they got. In, <laughs> you know. Um. Wow. Well, Andrew, if I had to sum this game up in one sentence, uh, I would say um, this is a a fantasy-themed, card-based version of that electric vibrating football game where you just turn it on and then you see where all the players move. You just kind of watch them move. You know what I mean? Remember that thing? I think that's called electric football or something like that. Yeah, I've seen that. A little bit before my time, but I, I definitely that was like kind of before video game, before at least handheld video games were a thing, you know. And then I think, wow, I think the Game Boy kind of put that one out of business. But yeah, it's just like, wow. just like shakes the little I guys was, around. Yeah, I was kind of, I was doing a little research. I was just looking into it very lightly because I was like, what is that? What was that again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it turns out, yeah, it was extremely popular for a, for that period of time, for like the two years after it came out or whatever. Um, and I didn't realize like there's I guess there's some strategy to it or whatever because the pieces have some sort of like 
light guides on the bottom mm. that were supposed to theoretically take them in certain directions or something. So you could set them up in a way and just kind of like run a play almost. But oh, I see. But all, but also it was like very. It was like very. Uh, it wasn't exactly extremely accurate or whatever. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? right. So, so you were just you could kind of uh, lightly, you know breathe on them to to make a play or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> they might they might not do it depending on they might just right. turn around you know that that's the old joke is them right. like just one guy spinning in a circle or whatever right so, <laughs> right right um anyway that's what this game basically is you know maybe we could cover that game because technically that would be a two-player game right i mean just that that, that could be, would an be a two-player game i mean right? yeah, i so, don't know if it counts okay. but as a board game but i mean maybe if there's if you I, say there's you strategy know, involved maybe it is a board game I'm going to look it up on Board Game Geek real quick, Andrew, if while you tell the people a little bit more about okay. you know, how you play this game. True. I mean, if it's on Board Game Geek, then it is technically a board game. All right, but we're not talking about yeah. that one this time. We'll talk about it another time. Right? Yep, Andrew, sorry. Immediately <laughs> got an entry here for Electric Football 1948. It's ranked 48? 4.9. Yeah, 1948. So Whoa. well before any kind of video game or anything like that. I thought it was from the um, 70s. Nope. Wow. Can you believe that? This is like what? Great Gatsby time or whatever? Was that? <laughs> I mean, not, I don't know. not too far off, I guess. <laughs> I guess he was the 20s, technically, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. But, uh, I literally could not tell you any difference between the 20s and the 40s. People out there from the 20s just absolutely slamming their fists you know, <laughs> onto, the, onto the desk saying, how dare the, uh, you? Uh, the hundred-year-old uh, listeners, uh, hundred listeners out there. Hundred-year-old listeners out there. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does say, Andrew... Two to four players, so oh. trash, right in the trash, sorry. Well, technically, though, this game of Battle Masters is two to four, but we've, we've covered, yeah. this is just like uh, that Star Wars Rebellion game, where it, ha- it says in the rule book, yeah. you can play with four players, but that means that, you know, two of you are on a team. And like, right? You, you just choose which ones you're going to control and which ones the other players control. It's 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 a two player game. You know, there's nothing different when it's. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah. I'd have to I'd have to look at the rule book, but it does say that it's like one sentence. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we were talking about what is this game? So I mentioned earlier, it's on a gigantic. The board is huge. I mean, it's not really a board. It's like a tablecloth. Um, and it's a. It's a big uh, battlefield with uh, roads painted on it, fields, and uh, like a river going through it, and a bunch of hexagons all over it. And um, each side has so there's one that's uh, you know basically supposed to be like the good guys and the bad guys, but you know, depends on your point of view, I guess. But um, there's one side that's the army of chaos, which is like orcs and goblins and goblins riding on wolves. And uh, I don't remember the other ones. Uh, there's like a, a mohawk archer with a mohawk because punks, you know, they're evil, right? Um, yeah. And then, chaos warriors. Uh, chaos, chaos warriors. Archers. Beastmen. Oh, we forgot about beastmen. They're like. Beastmen. Uh, Can't forget yeah. about the beastmen. They're basically like minotaurs or, you know. Yeah, kind of sort of. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, quote, good guys, the uh, imperial army, which usually when I think imperial, I think bad guys, but, uh, you know. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, um, it's knights in shining armor, you know. You got guys on horses, you got uh, your foot soldiers, you got your archers and crossbowmen. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. So, 
I would assume just like a very thinly veiled, uh, you know, poke at like the Crusades or something. Like that. Perhaps, yeah. This Where is they're just like it's a fantasy. Everybody game. who's not Christian is a beast, man. You know what I mean? And we'll kill. Them. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure it's like, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's just it's just fantasy. Well, I mean, it's it's just based on like you uh, know high fantasy uh, of like uh, I think it's supposed like J.R.R. Tolkien or something like that, like Lord of the Rings kind of thing. It's just you know, yeah, supposed to be knights versus. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So you, what you do is you have all these little miniatures of these different characters, and they're on little stands. So it might be like three or four little knights on a on a stand. That they all stand together, and they right. have like a flag, and each one has its own individual little flag. Right. And, it's almost uh, like yeah. It's almost like there's you know three or four of these individuals are in a unit together yes. almost right and yeah. uh, and so then they it's so it's not like you're moving around one individual beast man or whatever right. like there's three of them and they're like glued to a a, a larger piece a block yeah. basically that they stand on and that you move around with all of them at, at the same time and that's like a unit in and of itself it's like a little squad of beast men you know um so yeah. So each one goes on a hex. You set them up at the beginning of the game. Well, actually, technically, one person sets up the terrain. So there are, like, little hedges you can put in, little ditches and stuff that you, like, might might be impassable. There's also a three-dimensional, like, plastic... Burn, dig all the ditches and... (laughs) What's that, uh, Dragula? Is there any Dragulas in this game? Draculas? No, that's not... uh, No, I'm sorry. Draculas. Drag you, oh, like Rob Zombie, Rob Zombies. You know, dig, right. di, dig all the ditches and burn all the witches. I don't know. Yes, I. Yeah. You remember that? In my Dragula. Anyway, that's what I think of when I, anytime I hear the word ditch. <laughs> yes. Um. Exactly. Me too. Um. So anyway, one person sets up the terrain, and there's a big plastic uh, tower also that goes on one of the spaces that you can put down, um, <clears throat> which your guys can like hop up on, and they get a little advantage if they get up on the tower. And you can also destroy mm. the tower with your cannon. Um, oh, my God. But uh, anyway, so then the other person decides on the orientation of the board. So you start on any of the four sides, and the other person starts on the other side. And uh, so some of the terrain comes into play, like the river. You know, you have to only cross it at certain spots and stuff like that. But basically, the way that after you set up all your guys along the edge, the way the game works is you uh, there's a deck of cards that has pictures of the different units on it. And uh, so one of them might have beastmen, and one of them might have the the imperial knights, um, or one might have the archers. Uh, and you shuffle that up, and you the the moving mechanic actually is a little bit different than a lot of games. It's not like I take a turn, Pete takes its turn, I take a turn, Pete takes a turn. It's you pull a card, and whichever units are shown on that, those units get to move and or attack. And so you may pull three or four cards in a row that are for your team before the other person gets to gets to make a move right all of the every all of the cards in the game are shuffled into one big deck yeah you know what i mean so instead of there being like you know a deck for each side or whatever and then by shuffling them up as soon as you're done shuffling them the order of movement for the game is set basically and then you just keep revealing them one by one basically yes. um yeah and so you just so the beginning of the game is kind of like you know, when you pull your card, it's like, okay, I can move all these, all the wolf riders. If the wolf rider is on the card, I can move them. And sometimes the cards are combo mm-hmm. cards, so it might be like all of the beastmen and orcs and goblins. You know, you can move all those at once. Right. And there's even one card for each side that says, move your whole army. You can move every single piece. Um, mm. And uh, so but you can move or attack, but in the beginning of the game, you're on opposite ends of the board. So the beginning of the game is really just kind of like a very slow, like, 
inching forward. It's like Stratego. Uh, I think you were commenting when we were playing it, where you're just kind of like, eh, 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 you know, just moving. So it's very dull. In I don't the think. Beginning. I don't think I ever compared this game to the to the masterpiece that is Stratego. <laughs> oh, in, really? We well, we have it on video, Pete. You definitely said this is like Stratego. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember you said, okay, this is this is kind of like reminding me oh, of Stratego. Oh, 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 well, I think it's about, oh, I said that about, oh, I said that about the beginning, Andrew, when you're placing units. Oh, when you you're placing have some units. strategy I of see. how to place them. I see, okay. But that's, that's where the comparison <laughs> ends, Andrew. Well, the beginning of Stratego is kind of like that, too. You're just moving in the beginning before you start attacking. But anyway... Once you Watch get it. once you get close to another unit, uh, you know, um, next to it, then you can Andrew. You can attack. immediately attack in Stratego if you put uh, whatever those guys are that can go any number uh, of spaces. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Front. I'm sorry. The the OP. So watch it. The OP guys. Um. Well. Yeah. Yeah, these. No, I don't think they're OP. I think they're, but they're also they're like the they're the lowest. They're the weakest ones too. So they are like they go out. They like sacrifice themselves. Andrew. You know what? This episode's <laughs> over. Going back to, to Stratego Part Two, Andrew, where I talk about how great Stratego is. Because okay, if when you send those guys some... out, they are almost certainly going to die, but my they one... will reveal who they run into. Andrew, that's the genius part of it. My one sentence summary of Battle Masters: basically the same exact thing as Stratego, and nothing's different. No, same no, exact I'm hitting thing. Stop recording. I'm <laughs> <laughs> stop. I'm uh, I'm kidding. It's not like Stratego, but um. Then what happens? Oh, so technically on your move, you can move and then attack. Uh, until You were you saying it's a slow start. You it's start a slow start. You can't march across the... Right, because you board, can't attack yeah. until you're next to another unit of the opposite team. Or maybe like with the archers, it could be like two spaces away or whatever. Um, so And you move one space at a time. At a time. You were saying this is a huge board, yes. and you're just marching down this huge board one space love at a time. Love it. I love it. It's such a slow... Oh my gosh, it's so great. Um, anyway, uh, you once you attack, then you say, okay, I'm going to attack. And each unit has a different uh, value associated with on the little sticker. So, so you know, it might be three, four, five. I think there's like a two on there as well. And that's how many dice you're going to roll. And these have uh, custom dice with skulls and shields and blank spaces on them. So you roll your number of dice. You roll, and then you and then you do and then you do the math. Yes, this was um, which the is number recognition. Okay, now yeah. it's all coming back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, right there you go. So you roll your dice, and if you're t you're attacking, you see how many skulls you get, and if you're defending, you see how many shields you get. And I think there are definitely more skulls than there are shields on these dice because the the shields don't come up quite as often. But yeah, uh, we got hardly any shields. Yeah, so, point, but. so you roll, uh, and then the difference between those is like how many you hit for, and each every single unit has well. Except for the ogre, I guess. Every single unit has three hit points. So once you get hit for three, uh, then your unit is taken off the board. And you play until yeah. one team has no more people on the board. And that's it. You just fight wow. to the fight to the bitter end. I guess the only <laughs> the only other thing I didn't mention was the two special units, which are kind of fun. The uh, the ogre for the um, for the chaos army, and then the cannon, the mighty right. cannon for the imperial army, and. Mm -hmm. uh, the ogre has like a special deck of cards that when when you pull the ogre card, it's like okay, now we got to go over to the ogre cards, and I think there's six in there, right, Pete? And then like three of them say move, and three of them say right. attack. So the ogre could potentially move three spaces and also attack three times on the same same turn. So you pull all six of those yep. until until uh, 
you know, the end of that turn. And then the cannon has um, some circular, like, cardboard discs that you shuffle up, and you say, okay, I'm going to shoot with the cannon. And you have to declare which unit you're going to fire at, and then you try and uh, you take uh, one little coaster, <laughs> like coasters, one little coaster at a time. You <laughs> flip it over and m- try to make a trail of cannonballs until you hit your target. Um, mm. But there are yep. some some things that, like, the cannonball could be flying or it could be bouncing. So if it lands on somebody, it might hurt them for a point. And there are also explosion coasters in there. So if it explodes, you know, prematurely or whatever before it gets to the unit, then that's Mm-mm. that's too much. Um, and it can also explode right next my, to the... Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's least uh, favorite, you know, co- I, uh, I cannon coaster to pull. Right. Premature explosion. You couldn't, know. couldn't leave it there. I knew you couldn't. Um, anyway, you get... Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you pull... <laughs> If you pull the explosion, kind right... of a J, kind of the Jay Leno of the uh, podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. If you pull the explosion first, right next to the cannon, you can actually injure the the cannon itself uh, and destroy wow. it that way. So. Um, could be a misfire, but that's that's basically it. All the units otherwise attack. Besides the archers and the crossbowmen, like they can attack like further away, I guess. And then you mm. try, you're just trying to deal with the terrain, and then you just fight until um, everybody is gone. Now, uh, also in the rulebook, there's like a campaign mode where it'll tell you sort of like how to set up the board, and maybe you you don't put all the units out when it's only certain ones, or um, and so you kind of play mm. and like get points that way. Although we didn't play that way because that that would, takes a while. But um, and yeah. actually, I don't remember. I don't think I ever played that way as a kid either. I think we we would just like set it up and play it. And, and yeah, I was gonna say I doubt as a kid. Yeah. you know, I wasn't have, quite ready for all that. You got the patience for that, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, mm-hmm. but that's well, Andrew. That's how you, play the game. Uh, you know, that's the game. That's really the game, and we've already. I mean, honestly, we've explained it for longer than. Uh, Maybe anybody has explained the game before in the history of the world. Uh, so let's instead talk about how this game came to be. I'm interested. Did you find any history on this game? I did find a bit of history on this game. A couple, uh, an interview with the uh, designer, actually, about it. Uh, not about this one. But wow. About a different game. Well, we'll get into it. Um, the game came out in 1992, like you said, by Milton Bradley. Um, and it was designed... Nirvana. On, you know, top yes. of the charts or whatever. Probably, yes. Well, probably not 92, but you know what I mean? Grunge, you yeah. know, uh, is um. there. Flannel, uh, what else? 90s, 90s. Uh, MC Hammer is yes. maybe on the decline? No, he's squarely there. Mariah Carey just heating up, maybe? This is know, probably right around when, like, uh, uh, Vanilla Ice, like uh, Ninja Turtles 2 probably oh. came out around this time, you know? <laughs> okay, that helps me place it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, uh, designed by a game designer named Stephen Baker and illustrated by an illustrator named Chris Baker. And as far as I could tell, they're not related to each other. They just happen to have the same last name. Um, uh, I that thought... should be illegal, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, in certain states it is. Um, I was, uh... yeah, I just thought, I saw that on Board Game Geek. I was like, oh, maybe like... It, the, he like asked his brother to illustrate it or something, but no, I think they're just uh, just a coincidence. Anyway, Stephen Baker, the hmm. designer, he worked at Milton Bradley uh, in the UK actually, and um, was always trying to get which fan- is you know Mil- uh, I mean uh, sorry Milton Bradley in the UK obviously it has like an extra e on the end or something like that you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like a u they like slip a u in there yeah right Milton Bre- Bradley. Broadly, uh, you know, you know, you know, what I'm trying to. Get I know at. what you're getting at. 
he was I don't always, really have enough energy to form that joke because it's not worth it. But you know, <laughs> it just you know, assume that I did. You know, what I mean? everybody's loving it, Pete. Um, he was always trying to get fantasy into games, like pitching different fantasy games to Milton Bradley. Big fan of like D and D. He was like a big fan of Dun- Dungeons and Dragons, and like I said, uh, Lord, nerd, of the, yeah. Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings and stuff. And it was, uh, you know, at, when he started working at Milton Bradley, it was like mid 80s so it was like height of you know that kind of thing where like uh where people where news stories were coming about about out about how D was so dangerous for our youth and stuff like that it was like very oh yeah you know what i'm saying it was very like not not how it is today where it's like oh yeah it's just a bunch of nerds it was like what is this it's marilyn like, manson yeah. and uh, <laughs> dnd and yeah, sure. hillary clinton you know um yes legislating ex- against it or something exactly yeah. perfect um but anyway, he, he convinced Milton Bradley to develop his game, and this is probably the game that he's most famous for. It's called Hero Quest, and I think a lot of people, uh, at least a lot yeah. of nerds, do know about this one. That one came out in 1989, and basically, Hero Quest was a, it was kind of Dungeons and Dragons light. It was basically like a, a game yeah. that had a board with rooms on it, and then one person could be the dungeon master and like set up where the different things go. There were a bunch of like. Th- plastic 3d things that would go on the board and you'd sort of reveal the rooms as the other people would walk around they had they, it would had very limited choices with character creation um so it was more for like um uh, he said it was like a like a gateway into the world of dungeons and dragons you know it's a board game based on dungeons and dragons basically um mm. so uh yeah it, it would like hold your hand a lot more than than uh, D and D, didn't Aww. have to do as much math. Yeah, it was sweet. It was real sweet. Anyway, yeah. the the sales were much better than anticipated. It was very popular, um, especially for this genre. And so that kind of opened the door for him to like kind of make other. They kind of gave him like almost carte blanche, and we're like, okay, well, we want you to make some more games like this, you know? Um, yeah. He came out with a game called Space Crusade, which is very similar, obviously a space theme. Hmm. Um, tons of Hero Quest expansions. Uh, it, it was like a huge list of them. Uh, Hero Scape, which was kind of like a, you know an extension, of that, and then expansions on that one. Um, and he mm-hmm. even worked he even worked on Axis and Allies Pacific, which I've played that game before. Oh. Yeah, that's like a, it zooms in on the Pacific um, combat over there. So a big a big kinda fan. interesting that the guy yeah kind of interesting that this guy was like <laughs> I just need to I need to put tons of fantasy in there. I love Tolkien and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> need it, need it. You know, fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. And he's like, oh, and also the Pacific theater of World War II. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Uh, he also worked on a couple versions of Risk as well that they <clears throat> published. Um, mm. But yeah, I guess so. Not only uh, not only fantasy, but also obviously very into war games. Which this this is, I think falls squarely in like it's a fantasy war game. Basically, you know that's that's definitely what this is. Um, so with Battle Masters, anyway, he was kind of tasked with making a game. Because p- <laughs> Milton Bradley saw that kids loved the miniatures of Hero Quest. But like it was more for like um, you had to be a little bit older to play Hero Quest. It was like more for like uh, maybe like ten to you know, like teenagers definitely, and like kids who were like ten and older maybe or something like that. But they wanted something for younger kids. You know, spread the violence around to these younger kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so they wanted oh, yeah. they wanted something with way more miniatures, a hundred miniatures that would fit in the box, and. Uh, you know, some, so something with very simple rules. And so that's what he did. He, uh, in an interview I read, he said that the game is a lot of luck. Obviously, as you mentioned, you said, <laughs> I think you're you're definitely leaning into that. You said uh, you shuffle up the cards and the, it's all set. The rest of the game is set out, right? 
But he did say yeah. that he said that uh, he thinks a skilled player can usually defeat a novice player at this game of Battle Masters. I don't know if you you would okay. agree with that, but yeah, I th- there's a little bit of strategy. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not you can do some like flanking and like surrounding and stuff like that. I guess well, we learned we learned a little bit of strategy, especially with the cannon. There there is some strategy of like how you can. Uh, aim at a target that's a little farther away if there are other ones in between because there's a better chance of like destroying one that's closer to you, I guess, that way. You know, doing a little more damage right. with it that way. So I was picking up on a few little things like that. But uh, yeah, but it is mostly luck. Anyway, um, so this obviously this game was a lot simpler than Hero Quest, and the miniatures were on the stands uh, to make it easier for, for young kids to handle them and move them because uh, it they didn't want like a bunch of little miniatures that were always like falling over and you needed like fine motor skills to like move them around on the little spaces kind of like in hero quest so this was like bigger pieces um that you could just grab with your whole hand and move them around that way so that forced the board to be bigger <laughs> and so then it kind of turned into this huge like tablecloth thing and that was kind of like a big selling point of the game it was like hey it's a gigantic game you know four and a half square feet of board and uh so so yeah, that was that was it. There were actually uh, two expansions to the game: uh, Chaos Warband and Imperial Lords. Uh, both of these just added, uh, I think, twenty-five additional miniatures to each side and some new powers, yeah. some new rules. But I think those were only released in Europe, from what I was reading. Uh, hmm. <clears throat> I don't think they were here in the U.S. And the last note I have here about the uh, history of this is there is still actually on, you can look it up on Board Game Geek. People are still posting about this. There's still a pretty active community for this game, and uh, really, yeah. Obviously, they have painted their miniatures. I saw lots of pictures of painted miniatures because yeah. the the miniatures are just one color, you know. And that I never painted them as a kid, but there are lots of people who like no, you know, they go nuts with the painting. We, we know this kind of people, right? Um, sure, sure, sure. And sure. but also this, there's a community that has created uh, advanced rules to make it more more strategic. And I think it involved. I didn't read all the rules because there there are a bunch of links on Board Game Geek. You can check it out. There's rules on there. But um, the uh, I think it's like more turn. Like I take a turn, you take a turn. When you pull your cards and and uh, you decide which ones to use, and you can discard a card and stuff like that. So they they change the rules around to make it a little more strategic and less random. Uh, which I don't like. Okay. I don't like that. But you know that's just me. Anyway, um, th- but the fact that there's still such an active community, this is one of the main factors that keeps the price high on eBay. I saw people complaining about this, that, that that's why it's still in demand, is because people actually do still play this game. And it's hard to find. Huh. They, they didn't make that many copies of it. It wasn't as popular as Hero Quest. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. so that's, that's the history of this amazing, amazing game. Wow, Andrew. Wow, wow, wow. Um, now, and Pete. Oh, I'm loving it, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yes. Yes. And you're loving it, but yes. is uh, everybody ever is it? Does everybody love? It? And you said people are still playing it, so those people are loving it. But uh, how about uh, the other people? Uh, are you talking about reviewing on this? Yeah. Review on this. Uh, Pete, I. I just assume that all these reviews that you found... By the way, this is the part of the show where Pete's going to read uh, some reviews that he found online, and we're going to assume what these people's lives are like. Pete, I assume that you couldn't find anything um, less than 10 stars or reviews on Board Game Geek, right? I mean, everybody's just... This has got a perfect score on there, I think. 
Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, Andrew. Um, <laughs> almost true, except that this first one is a, gives it a 1 out of 10. Oh, come uh, on! And they, okay, this. and they did say, okay, Andrew, they did say a very bad game. No! Only for little children. Okay, a well, very yeah, bad that's... game only for little children. Now, Andrew, I do, I do love the idea that we give all of our bad games to children. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, they, like we're just like, okay, what do you got here? Candyland, you say? Oh, okay, this is terrible. You, you know what to do. Go give it to a child. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go find a child and give it to them. Yeah, I guess that's kind of messed up when you put it that way. They're just our tra- They're just our board game trash cans. They're like, here you go. Here's this thing that stinks, and they're like, ooh, you know, what I mean? <laughs> bad game. Give it to little children. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten, so it's heating up. You okay. Know what I mean, in these reviews, and they say, I love the vinyl board. I wish all my boards were made of this. Now, the heck is going on here, Andrew? Because this board, this board, uh, quote unquote, it's just a vinyl cloth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, that is just much lower quality than most of the really nice cardboard game boards that they come wow. out with these days that are very thick and printed on and everything. So it makes me think, like, why does this person want, you know, want them all to be vinyl unless they work for big vinyl? Andrew, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what it is. Nobody's using vinyl anymore, Andrew, as a material. A you know what I mean? Point. Records yeah. gone, etc. So part of the job you know the industry's dying they got to go on websites they got to push for using more vinyl you know what i mean so this guy's uh. this guy's going on you know uh kroger.com or whatever and he's going the box these cheese its came in is fine but i wish it was made out of vinyl you know what i mean just always you could do this like uh aren't like pool liners made of vinyl like a kiddie pool or an above ground pool you could like make Oh, we're not doing two copies, not furious, but you could you could make a little pool out of this. I assume it's waterproof. Mm-hmm. This would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, do a science experiment with this. All right, go ahead. Anyway, next review. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Just gonna go ahead and fill my you know Battle Masters uh, board with water. Andrew, this person gave it a five out of ten, so we're halfway to yes. perfect. Yes. Okay, getting better. Uh, and they said they said played a ton when I was a kid. Then while off at school, it was sold in a garage no! sale. Wish wish I still had it to play with my kids. Now, <laughs> Andrew, does that sound familiar to you? this man? Andrew, you might know very well, has some unresolved issues here. Okay. Yeah. I picture this man who, uh, you know, I will not name, you know, bringing his kids over to their grandparents' house and saying, like, hey, you all want to play this really cool game? It's called Battle Masters. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Grandma sold it behind my back. You know what I mean? (laughs) Guy's mom is like, you got to be kidding me, Gary. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's totally messed up. I'm glad that 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 never happened to me. I'm glad I'm glad he's not publicly, you know, I'm, I'm glad that neither of us publicly shame our parents for having gotten rid of Battle Masters. <laughs> uh Andrew, uh this person also gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh they said this was a fun little game. Over the years though, the pieces got broken and dispersed, so mm-hmm. the game is gone. Now, oh. broken and dispersed, Andrew, is such an interesting way. 
of this... putting it. Again, I think this is parents stepping in and slowly but surely breaking all of the parts <laughs> of this game and then sc- scattering the pieces all over I the mean, neighborhood, right? I mean, okay, that, yeah. That's what he's saying, right? <laughs> now that I'm a parent, um, I I will admit that that is a tactic that I think some parents may may use. I know I've done it. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, with certain little sometimes you got to toss stuff out. Little like, the little happened. things that are all over the place that they haven't really played with in a while. It's like, oh, well, I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it broke. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We got to toss it. You know what I mean? Smash stamping on it. You know. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 5 out of 10. They said, from what I recall, a mediocre game that takes up way too much space, but I can't get rid of it because someday I might have a 9-year-old child for whom it might well be perfect. And now, Andrew, I can't help but wonder what this person's face is going to look like when they realize that they kept this, uh, quote, mediocre game that takes up too much space, end quote. You know, for years and years they kept it, only to have a nine-year-old child just say, no thanks, without even looking up and, you know, continue (laughs) watching a TikTok, you know, of a guy falling off a swing like 50 times in a row or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, honestly, this game is. I mean, it take it does take a while to play. Maybe like an hour or so to play this game. And uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is moving towards each other. Uh, Yeah, if kids kids watch TikTok nowadays, I'm not sure they have the patience to play this game. Really, they don't have the patience for this. Yeah, it's a little bit tedious for sure. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. By the way, I love things that are tedious. We're not doing. Yeah, I know that's your favorite thing. That's your favorite genre. I uh, the we're not doing the market research either. This this episode. But if we did, it, that's what they'd have to do, right? Is they would have to be. It couldn't be like fantasy themed. It would have to be like TikToks themed or whatever, where like guys are getting hit in the nuts or whatever. Or right. Well, just make an, it. Animals are smiling or something like that. I don't know what it would be, but make each game uh, whatever the TikTok length, like how long are TikToks? Like oh yeah, like seconds? six seconds or whatever. Yes, Fifteen six seconds. seconds or whatever. Yeah, so you, yeah uh, exactly. You set it all up. You shuffle the cards, and then it just plays it out super quick, and then you see. Yeah. Ha. And but it has to it has to end in like somebody like falling onto a table or something. Yeah. I mean, like it's gotta be. There's gotta be a payoff. Uh, Andrew, this is a person gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, and they said, I used to have this game back in the early to mid-90s. Then I got divorced, and that was the last I saw of this one. <laughs> now, Andrew, this person is truly a gifted suspense thriller author because I got to know what happened to their game. Andrew. Yeah, really? What, are they, what happened here? They got divorced, and their, sm- their spouse smashed it over their head? Or maybe their spouse threw it into the lake, you know what I mean? And they they said, finally, I'm going to get rid of this thing. Or maybe they maybe they had to sell it to afford alimony payments, you know what I mean? Well, I mean that uh, could I don't know. Yeah, they could get quite a quite a bit for it. So they, maybe so get about a, get about a hundred bucks on eBay for it. You know? That's right. Maybe maybe their spouse demanded it that they get it in the separation because they loved it. Maybe the spouse loved it and they said, that's mine. I'm not, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe. I'm just thinking. I sorry. I was just thinking about that one that we saw on Facebook Marketplace. It was whoa, 125 dollars, and it was new. It was the pieces were still, the pieces were still attached to the plastic. Wow. Uh, frame wow. or whatever. You had to like punch them out and then assemble wow, all this. Thing. The, the decals were not applied yet. Oh, I should have bought FOMO. it. FOMO. Should have bought it. You're a, wait, not FOMO. What have? What is it? What does FOMO become when you, when it's uh, already happened and you um, have missed out? Oh well, I don't oh, know. Mo? It's the I don't know. it's the uh, George oh, it's the George Costanza. 
a mo. It's the George Costanza jerk store uh, feeling. You know, it's like the oh, I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the perfect comeback after you. That's what I should have done. Said yeah. That's what I said. Then. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten. They said I had five sets. In theory, it made a nice miniature set. The big problem with the, this game is the space needed to play what? did not fit on any table I own. Now, Andrew, this person had five sets of battle five. Miniatures, so. Oh. And uh, you know it didn't fit on their table, but uh, yeah, so that that is unfortunate. But Andrew, if he did put all five sets end to end, you know it did stretch to the moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lot going on in this game. There's a lot of components to this game. Andrew is pretty huge. Is what I'm trying it's, to say. It's a big game. Right? Um, it's a big game. Now this person gave it a six out of ten. They said my copy was destroyed by a broken basement water pipe in April 2015. And now Andrew, what it's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting. I feel like it's worded so interestingly here, Andrew. I think what's going on here is they didn't. What they're not telling us is that the their mom was the one who broke a piece of the basement water pipe off of the basement water pipe and then and then destroyed this game with it because she had to clean it up you know what i mean for the this... umpteenth time after they got it out you know what i mean the whole review section for this game is just people yeah. it's not even people reviewing the game it's just but it's just people naming the tragic ways in which they lost this game or it got destroyed or whatever it's, yeah. it's like oh sold in mm-hmm. a yard sale uh, i don't know the pieces all broke oh god ruined it I yeah. see it running. running I deep. don't have it anymore. You know, yes. Yeah. No one actually has this game. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, you 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 know you asked for it. Here it is. It's a perfect, yes. perfect score. Ten out of ten yes. out of ten, Andrew. Perfect score. And uh, their review is: I'll never forget receiving that when I was a child, and then playing it on the roof. Now, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, this person is Italian. Um, they're from Italy, so oh. maybe maybe they didn't mean to use the word roof. That's a, well, that's a possibility. Maybe though, but um, uh, but maybe they did mean to use the word roof, Andrew. And I don't know. Is this an Italian tradition? Do they play board games on the roof of their house? You know what I mean? Did did in this case did their parents force them to play Battle Masters uh, up there? Be because they were too embarrassed to be seen with it in their house. You know what I mean? They're like, no, you can't play it anywhere near the windows. You'd go up on the roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what, was it the only space big enough to lay the mat out? Oh, good house? point. I don't know. Good point. You had to go on the roof. I think a little dangerous, unless this is like in a city situation where they have like the rooftop deck. You know, that might be, that'd be pretty cool to play yeah. this up up there. Very European. It, but yes. Um, mm. Wow. A true, a true legend. Honestly, this person is... One of my heroes. True legend. Now, um, Andrew, I've heard of uh, Fiddler on the roof, but I've not, you know, I've never heard of uh, <laughs> Battle Master on on the roof, if you know what I mean. Yes. Anyway, Andrew, sounds like somebody's knocking at the door. <laughs> sounds like somebody's knocking at the door, Andrew. Yeah. I was glad I was able to get, glad I was able to shoot that joke off the hip right before we, there was a big <laughs> knock on the door, and it didn't interrupt that one. And uh, yeah, uh, someone's coming the, in. Go ahead and bring up the <laughs> ring app on your phone. Yeah, it's someone saying, uh, "Hey, that that joke. You didn't need to say that joke. It, it was too much it's of a dad joke, joke for you. It was, you know, yeah. Pete, that's not your kind of joke. Okay, that's the kind of joke Andrew now might say. Uh, now I've heard of Fiddler on the Roof, Andrew. <laughs> uh, you know. Now I've uh, heard of oh, Fraser, <laughs> but I've never heard of. I've heard. 
Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah, that's right. It's time for Dr. Fraser Crane. Come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane. Sorry to keep you out there for so long as we uh, discussed how we were going to let you in. Uh, <laughs> this is, of course, the segment where we count down the top ten phrases that you'd hear somebody say while, while playing this game, Battle Masters. Number ten. Dad, let's play Battle Masters, please. Number nine. Hey. Who's been touching daddy's beast men? Number eight. Uh, honey, why is he riding the dog around the house? Oh, he, he learned it from that game. Number seven. Take your earbuds out. Have you seen daddy's wolf riders? Number six. It's ogre time. Ogre, move. Ogre, attack. Hey, kids, are you all right in there? Number five. Pause the game. You were the last one to have daddy's chaos ogre, and now it's missing. Number four. Mom, can you bring us a snack? Yeah, the mozzarella sticks. No, the good ones. Number three. Put the tablet down for one second and help Daddy find his Chaos Warriors. Number two. Okay, let's go play Nintendo. You can clean it up, Dad. Thanks. Number one. Get upstairs and clean your room because I know Daddy's Chaos Archers are under your laundry somewhere. Hello, folks. Yes, that's us interrupting this episode for a quick commercial break. What are we selling? us andrew as <laughs> the world's greatest game designers yes that's right folks you've heard us talk about whether a game is good or bad and quite frankly we have uh no reason why anyone should listen to what we say about it like who are we basically we haven't even designed a game ourselves. uh so why should we be you know, criticizing what, how somebody does it. Well, now that's all changed. <laughs> Andrew and I decided to take a running joke on the show and make it into our lives. That's right, Andrew and I's lives are officially jokes now. They've been unofficially jokes before, <laughs> but... And uh, what we did was we decided... We, after we had made our 100th j joke about Candyland Duel, we said to ourselves, what if we actually sat, wouldn't it be fun if we actually sat down and wrote rules and like designed Candyland Duel? And we did. Uh, and uh, so you're saying to yourself, you know, well, when can I play that? And it's like, well, you can wait, you know, five years and it will be in your local Target, you know what I mean, uh, for, for the holidays. Or you can jump on our Patreon right now and have access to it and be playing it by tonight. Know what I mean, wow. Andrew? So you want to be That's a play right. you want to be part of our playtester community for Candyland Duel. Do you want to get updates all the time about new features in Candyland Duel, new game aspects to try out? You want to see how this game develops? You're going to want to visit Patreon, P A T R E O N, patreon.com/2canplaythatgamepodcast. Finally, the Mount Rushmore of game designers, the Knizias, you know, the... Um, Rosenbergs. The, right, right, the Rosenberg. We should probably know, this should probably trip off my tongue a little bit easier there, Andrew. But it doesn't matter who else we can think of, because there's only room for two more faces on Mount Rushmore. And of course, that's going to go to Steel and Miller. Uh, at Patreon, and you can and you can be the person who points at the statue and says, "I was there at the beginning, you know, before these guys ever even had their faces carved on there." Because I went to Patreon.com forward slash Two Can Play That Game podcast, and we got to get back to the regular show. Aw, okay then. <laughs> No.
break. All right, it's time to take a break from all that battling and mastering, and it's time to master our ongoing relationship in a game of Fog of Love. Uh, Pete and I have been playing one turn. Of, you know, when we were playing Battle Masters, by the way, uh, the whole time I couldn't help thinking, man, I wish we were playing this game one turn at a time. But that's okay. We're still playing the great game of Fog of Love uh, one turn at a time. And Pete, it's your turn yeah. to play your play a card into our into our relationship today. Yeah. Andrew, if we had if we had started playing um, Battle Masters Break when we started Love Break, we would maybe maybe just now have our first <laughs> have our first fight uh, in the game. Okay, Andrew, um, it is my turn in our ongoing game of Fog of Love here, and um, I know what card I'm playing here, Andrew. I do. I, I uh, okay. I've been looking at this one for a while. I think it's I think it's time to play it. This one, Andrew. This one is entitled "Erotic Movie." Andrew. Oh, okay. there you go. And uh, you Careful. will see at the top of the card here the description is: uh, Do you want to see this ahem erotic movie with me? And this is this is just you choosing, Andrew, because I have now asked you that question. Wow. So you got to choose. Well, you got to choose either. Uh, answer A, which is yes, there's nothing wrong with watching porn. Uh, and uh, answer B, now that gives you actually a decrease in. These are all decreases. <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, you can't not you can't not you know, get a decrease in yeah, one, of your, de one of your traits or whatever. But decrease doesn't necessarily mean bad in this game when it comes to the traits. True, it just means well, well, true. not always. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, this one is it, this one makes you insensitive. <laughs> B uh, makes you uh, undisciplined, and C. Uh, makes you like less curious or whatever. So ah, I don't know. You tell me. Depends. I don't know. <clears throat> um, but B, Andrew, is I'd love to, but I'm behind schedule again. I'll need to do an all nighter to be ready for tomorrow. Uh oh, behind schedule. That's not good. Uh, and C is yuck. I'm not into such dot 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 erotic dot 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 stuff, which of course is, you know, a lack of uh, curiosity there. Um, By the way, so, Pete. There you go, Andrew. When, where where are we that you asked me this question? Where are we, Andrew? We are in the parking lot of a a well-known sandwich establishment <laughs> that has two I, first names, Andrew. <laughs> I was driving uh, yesterday, actually, and I saw a uh, Jimmy John's that was not the signage was not like how it it, it was, looked very old fashioned. It was like on the side of like a highway, and it was like a. That's always it's always fun when you see you know how sometimes there are like uh, strip malls or whatever, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if these things kind of exist outside of New Jersey, but there are you know entire um, shopping centers where they everybody has to conform to the same like signage basically to yeah. try to make it look i don't know fancy i don't know why they do this but they 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 it's like it's like having a homeowners association but just for yeah. a commercial right. shopping center and they're like when you come like you don't use your font you use the same everyone uses the same font yeah. and the same color and everything like that and so You'll see that where it'll be like Jimmy John's, but it'll be like in like old English or whatever, because that's the that's what the, you know what I mean. It's so funny. Yeah, this, it's in like joke. It's in like Jokerman font or whatever, and you're like, what the heck? This one I couldn't tell if this was like some very old like Jimmy John's that's been around for a long time, or it was just some Joe Schmo. Ye old Jimmy John's. Yeah, it was just somebody like 
just with the same name, but named I named after James Madison. <laughs> it was actually I was in Pennsylvania and it was uh I don't know, it just looked wow. like it just looked like a mom and pop like sandwich place that was just like kinda of by itself. It wasn't like what you're talking about. <laughs> oh no, they're gonna get crushed, Andrew. Wait, I'm gonna I gotta I gotta cut this out because this is gonna be Jimmy John is listening. He's always listening and he's gonna you know, he's like Sauron. Yes. Um, oh, the eye wow. of Sauron is looking. Anyway, back to Love Break. What am I? What anyway, am I choosing? Anyway, Andrew, we're in the parking lot, and I'm trying to bring it up on my phone. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, jeez. Because we're because we're killing because we're killing time before it opens <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so we're not even at our house or whatever. Okay, this is really uh, nah, inappropriate public, here, but public, yeah. um, very inappropriate. But I will say I am still going to choose option A. Sure, why not? Wow, Andrew. Even with that. You've still chosen option A here, which is, of course, you're gung-ho. You're ready to do it. Now, the great thing about this, Andrew, and now it does make you a little bit uh, less sensitive, which, by the way, I can't help but notice there's a lot of your tokens there on the <laughs> on, on the less sensitive part of it, on the insensitive part of this board. So yeah. uh, that yeah. might be uh, there might be a reason for that. Uh-huh. Um, but also, this gives me a plus one boost in my uh, satisfaction and my happiness. So... That makes me very happy, of course, uh, that you that you're that you're down. Uh, you, um, wow, you are That's much awesome. happier in this relationship than I am. I'll say. Yeah, I I got to keep that in mind. I'm gonna work on that. Don't worry, I'm okay. gonna work on that. Right, I'm well, gonna try to bridge that that inequality know. gap there. <laughs> you never know what our destiny is gonna end up being at the end of this yeah, too, because one of the true. destinies that's is true. that you you don't want to be equal or whatever. But uh, yeah, there is one that's yeah, like that's equal, true. So you never know what what it'll. I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say that right now, um, if the game were to end tomorrow, we would be nowhere near achieving any of the destinies. <laughs> you know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes. But but it doesn't. Uh, doesn't we end we have a long way to go in this game. So we have a long. There's a lot more game to be played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though this is the last uh, you know episode of season two. Uh, there is a lot more of this game to be played out, so you know, stay tuned or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, um, I uh, I do want to continue talking about this game with you. In fact, why don't we just go ahead and play the rest of it out? All the you know, we said there's a lot more game left. Let's just do it. Let's just knock it out. All right. Uh, I yeah, let's play it. All right, I'm gonna play my card. Whoa, hold on, I dropped my oh, card. Oh, hold on. No, jeez, yep. yeah. I just oh, I just heard a very obnoxious, loud uh, ringtone. Uh, Pete, that Ring scared seven. the scared the card right out of my hand. And what and what is the and it's, okay? Oh, the card fell out of your hand. Yes. Now, what is the ringtone exactly the, that you heard? That's so. It was. Uh, it was. Remember that... the remember that old or whatever like there was like a vibraphone remember that one? Yeah, I kind of do. You yeah. don't hear that one anymore. Uh, it's actually the old. I don't know. If, was it Nokia? Do 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 do. Oh. Uh, you remember that old? Yeah. That you remember that show? What was that show? It was uh, where the guy had the gigantic cell phone. And he would like yell. It would ring, and then he'd like yell. Oh yeah. And he'd be like hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a library. Early <laughs> prank shows or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Not my favorite genre. So. Uh, but that um, that was always funny. Cause anyway, would, Andrew, that's the mo- I got a huge. Got to bring out my huge novelty phone here, <laughs> and uh, oh. You can clearly see, since it's a huge novelty phone, that what it says on the caller ID is acquaintance. Acquaintance call in. Okay, everybody. It is that time of the show. It's time for another acquaintance call in. We got a very special acquaintance call in here today. And uh, Pete, 
I just got to ask you, who is our acquaintance on the show today? Hey, Andrew. Well, we got a great acquaintance swinging in for us today. Today on the show, Andrew, we have Kevin Bertram, who is the founder, the owner, the CEO of Fort Circle Games. And if that sounds familiar to you out there, that is because Kevin is behind the game Shores of Tripoli, which eagle-eared listeners will remember is uh, pretty high on our list as a, re- as a game that we really liked that we reviewed in the past here. Um, so, Kevin, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure, gentlemen. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Kevin, we got to get, well, we got actually, we, we want us all to say congratulations, too, because Kevin is here, oh, true. not only because he's a great game designer and everything, but also because uh, he happened to uh, win our contest on our Patreon. Uh, yep. We did a random drawing of all of our patrons and uh, as kind of like the season finale of season two. You know, uh, Kevin's on the show as as our as our acquaintance and not That's our friend right. and not our friend. Is that is yes. that true? Can we can we confirm that, Kev? That uh... I, I can definitely confirm that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I didn't even want to be on. I was hoping I'd win yeah. something better, like the lottery. Yeah. But yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or is, like, you know, uh... as a second tier win, I guess this is fine. So, but yes, we are definitely not friends. Perfect. <laughs> Good. I can go. tell. I can tell already. This is great. <laughs> uh, well, that's a second second tier uh, prize from a from a second tier podcast. So, what else you got? I mean, you got to set your expectations, Kev. For, uh, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, you're not you didn't win the contest on uh, Joe Rogan's Patreon or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, sad but true. Sad but true. I know, and I know, I know you didn't win because I was the one that won. It. You know, what oh, I mean? so uh, no. I'm calling from the cruise. Uh, you know, from the Caribbean here on the Joe Rogan cruise, uh, Kev. Um, now. In this game, we uh, we're talking about or this this game. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, I'm flustered. I'm I'm flustered already talking to the guy that designed you know Shores of Tripoli over here, Andrew. I'm starstruck. Um, <laughs> in this in this episode, we're talking about the game Battle Masters, yes. um, which quite frankly we'll get into in a little bit. But you two have much more of a background than I do. Um, you both you both uh, you booth. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what did I start drinking early here, Andrew? You both uh, you both not only knew about this game, you have uh, you have a storied past with it. But before we get into that, Kevin, um, Battle Master, the game, you own a company that makes war games that you and others design. Would you call yourself, Kevin Bertram, a battle master? Oh my goodness. I used to do, I used to be a debater in high school and college and had to put up with all kinds of terrible riffs off that as a, <laughs> as a master <laughs> as debater. A ma- oh yes. Debater. Yes. Okay. Got it. And got now it. I don't really want to be a battle master because I think Uh-oh. that would make me a battle master debater for yeah. my wow. career. And I'm just wow. not, I'm not really I'm, I just so don't you've think got, that's great. You've got PTSD from, uh, yeah, from from the bully, from the debate bullies uh, of past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Should, well, not have been so good at debating, Kevin. That's kind of your own. That's fault, kind of your fault. Yeah, that's on so me. You're right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I mean, um, your your game Shores of Tripoli, which uh, you know listeners will remember. Uh, one of the we, we you know we 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 talked. Uh, glowingly about it uh basically all aspects but one of the things we we uh, we really liked about it was just how well designed all of the components of that game were uh it, i would say it's just the right size it's not too big it's not too small 
But uh, speaking of Battle Masters, um, Kevin, did you ever think about making the game board for Shores of Tripoli maybe about four feet by four feet? No. I no. because the geography of um of uh the Mediterranean indicates kind of a long and narrow map. So uh-huh. was never okay. tempted, never maybe tempted to make it four by four. Maybe yeah. you could make it like four feet long and one feet, one foot tall or something like that. You know, mm. it's uh yeah, it, it, it's possible. It could Just be like consider a, it as well. Like that, a, that, instead that, of a table cloth, almost, it's a table runner, you know. What that's I'm almost what it is though. It's <laughs> it is it's, pretty long, yeah. It's eleven it's inches long. tall. And 34 inches long. So I guess that's one foot by three foot. So I'm oh, close, really? right? Is it that yeah. big? Wow. I yeah. Didn't know wow. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, uh, Kevin, don't, don't tell Andrew. I usually cut off, you know, half the map. You know what I mean? So that he, you know, <laughs> to make sure he doesn't win. Uh, whatever side he's Reasonable. Reasonable. Wise, you know what I mean? It works most of the time. Wait, speaking of winning at Shores of Tripoli, by the way, Andrew. Uh, let's talk to Kevin a little bit here. Kevin also, not only is he behind the game, he also organized a very successful tournament recently for the game, Shores of Tripoli. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, we had a little bit of experience uh, winning at the game, I might say. <laughs> huh? What do you say uh, about that? It was kind of a surprise, honestly. Uh, we, we, did, <laughs> we did much better than we thought we were going to do. But uh, yeah. Well, so, but in, in fairness, there were a lot of novice players that you were beating up on. Well, so you okay, shouldn't feel Jeff, too I'm proud go, about it. I'll go ahead and cut that part out. I'll just okay. make a note to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- thoughts on the tournament? I mean, we, we thought it turned out great. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised at how how well it ran and everything, and and that website that you used and everything was really good. So, thoughts on the tournament, yeah. Kevin? Yeah, it it was actually a lot of fun. I think we'll probably try to do one next year. Originally, yeah. I thought we should have it like the World Cup and every four years, but that's <laughs> that seems some seems too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like I, I like running tournaments. So yeah. Um, and as we publish more games, we'll have to have more tournaments. So, um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I, yeah. I'm glad that you said you're doing it again next year because I was about to ask you, when's the next one? I'm jonesing for it, you know? Yeah, yep. Andrew's already has plans for next year about trying to get more of our friends involved, et cetera. Well, we don't have any other friends. Oh, my God, i got to cut that out. got to make a note to cut that out, too. Whoops. Um, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but uh, we... We were talking, we had at least we had one acquaintance on the team with us uh, and it was just kind of fun to suddenly, all of a sudden, like our, our text threads are all like, hey, did you, uh, you know, did you launch the Intrepid? You know what I mean? Like all that, <laughs> you know, suddenly, you know, it, instead of like a you up text or whatever, it was like a, hey, you, uh, you got, you still have, uh, you know, Kassam or whatever. You know? Preble's you, st- boys, you, you still uh, got, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got Preble, you know, did you, uh, yeah, did you raise Hammett's army? Um <laughs> I actually want to just jump in and say the most gratifying thing about the tournament was it proved to me how very diverse every game that can be played in Uh it is. And then I read these reviews on board game geek where someone plays it once or twice says, Oh, this game's on rails. It just makes me want to choke them. Yes, it does. So yes, exactly. exactly. There's other criticism of the game. That's fine. But that one's not true. And that annoys the piss out of me. So yes. in fact, uh, we have, we have gone through so many reviews on board game geek, Pete, but I'm pretty sure you brought that one up where somebody said it was on rails and we made fun of them. So you can go back. I think everybody, 
out there, go back and true. listen to the Shores of Tripoli episode. I'm pretty sure. Good, we, good. Yeah, we yeah, so yeah. We got your back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Excellent speak- acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who has your back, Kip, uh, we we also played in the tournament um, alongside your lovely wife. Um, yes. And uh, she was on our team. And, well, because and we didn't question, have any other friends, that was why. You know. Oh, really. that was probably the, that was probably the. You know. Yeah, yeah. You, you really should have. I mean, Kev. Did you ever think about making the tournament, you know, two people? Yeah. Uh, well, two person things. You know, some people actually even just wanted it one person, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like I like the fact that if you have team members, you're either yeah. giving each other a hard time or you're celebrating that, or you're talking together. That's what kind happened. of like and and that's why I thought four sounded I, good. But uh, and 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 honestly, Andrew and I uh, thought that was that was one of the best parts of the tournament. I think for us yeah, was was it, you, you were you hit that right on the dot. That is what we were doing with each other. You know what I mean? Was like how does your game go? You know, tuning in. And and I would not have done that if I was if we were on our own. So I was, you're totally right. I was literally like because on that website you can watch other people play. So I was oh, yeah. literally like watching Pete uh, play a game. You know, be like <laughs> cheering them on. You know, after my yeah game yeah right yeah yeah. So. I would get like a <laughs> random text that was just like that's insane or whatever and i was like what <laughs> and i'm like you know what I mean? um yeah um but uh but back to your lovely wife she was on the team with us um and so my question is mainly about her which is let's say you know let's say she gets home and you have battle masters laid out in your living room floor all of your furniture is shoved aside because it takes up roughly one, the floor of one one room in a, in a house um, what do you think her reaction is going to be? She comes home, she sees that you got battle masters all over the floor. Well, if I took up the time to set all that up, she would yeah. play it once, but nice. it's not really in her wheelhouse of what she would want to play. Like we yeah. play a lot of terraforming Mars and Dune Imperium. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's what we've been playing a lot of lately. I'm kind of looking over at our kind of active shelf. Although we played yeah. patchwork last night, right? Like we kind of love that. run all over the, the place. And yeah, uh, but she would play almost anything once. Like I think the mm-hmm. only thing she wouldn't play is probably um, Twilight Struggle. Even though Jason <laughs> Matthews is a good friend of ours, but like she just doesn't want to nuke the world. Like she doesn't want to nuke the world. <laughs> doesn't want to nuke the world, and so I don't think that one would fly. So Pete <laughs> and I have been. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. I know that you're friends with uh, Jason Matthews. We uh, we've been dancing around that one. People have been saying, "Oh, Twilight Struggle, you got to cover that one." I know, I know, I know. And I we know, just like haven't taken the time because we know it's a big one. So we we, we own it that. too. We just yes. have never sat down with it yet because we're just like we we're just like it's it's all, we're always like well when we find the a time that we, Andrew and I can get together for that length of time, you know, uninterrupted, and it just never happens. But yeah, I'd recommend playing it on. Uh, well, I play it on my iPad, but I think you can play it on okay. Steam also. And oh, okay, it. I've only played it in person a handful of times, but I've yeah. played it online, I don't know, several hundred times easily. Oh, no. Yeah, wow. Actually, probably yeah. over a thousand now that I think about it. Oh, my so, God. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. And it's a great game, but, you know, as you, just like with Tripoli, I mean, it's a much smaller deck. You get to know the cards. It helps. Well, mm. it's exponentially mm-hmm. larger because Twilight Struggle has so many more cards and, you know, yeah. it's a big old battleground. And so... I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. And that's okay. what I kind of yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, like you said, you, you get to know the cards, it starts to go a little faster, you know. Mm-hmm. Same thing exactly. with the Tripoli. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, um, yeah. Oh, Pete, you brought up Battle Masters again. Kevin, I oh yeah, we haven't really gotten into this, but Kevin, you have some experience with the game of Battle Masters. What's your story I, with it? I do. I actually have a Battle Masters story, which oh, I was good. very excited that this <laughs> passed <laughs> up. So in 1992, I think it was, I was yeah. in college. And I worked uh, 
at University of Arizona, the Harvard of the Southwest. And uh-huh, uh-huh. I was um, I worked at a game store called The Gamekeeper, which was a chain of stores, mostly in California. And then a few like one in Nevada and a couple in Arizona. And uh, HeroScape was doing really well for our store. And I kind mm-hmm. of liked it. And we were actually using HeroScape miniatures to kind of play a version of um Oh, whatever the Games Workshop game, uh, 40 or Warhammer. But we were using oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, HeroScape pieces. And for some reason, one morning, I, I can remember sitting in this three-bedroom apartment that I rented with some friends. We had set the floor on fire at a party once. Like, this is a great apartment that I lived <laughs> in. And uh, I was sitting on this ugly couch that we had saved from a junkyard. And I just decided to call Milton Bradley one day. And so I called and they put me through to Mike Gray, who was, he didn't design Battlemaster. Someone from um, uh, uh, the UK designed it, I think from Games Workshop even. Same guy but, as, uh, as HeroScape, same guy, same guy. Yeah, uh, but so, oh, who designed them both, yeah. yeah. And so, but I talked to Mike Gray who designed, um, he just did uh, Shogun, which uh, Samurai Swords, uh, he changed it to, he did Forces America, he'd done a number of games, then he was kind of like leading Milton Bradley at the time and which was part of Hasbro's group and like, oh, yeah. I just, here I am some 20 year old kid <laughs> shooting the shit with this head you know, who I think is this Morton Kai at Milton Bradley yeah. for like 30 minutes and all <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, Battle Masters was just coming out and so he was like he was just talking up battle masters like you would not believe like he's like oh well if you like HeroScape, you're gonna love yeah. battle masters and yeah. so so you know i think now like people are like yeah no big deal right you you would see someone online or on twitter uh some you know senior executive at a you know a publicly traded company but back then that just like it blew my mind that this guy took yeah. like 20 or 30 minutes out of his game design day to talk to me about how great battle masters was wow. <laughs> right it was exactly just, it he was, was like his own trippy. sales team yeah, yeah yeah well and it's so funny because you would normally think that somebody like that would um you would hit like uh you know in a, in a an administrative assistant or something like that and they yeah. just be like oh they are in a meeting you know what i mean yeah like, and uh, no i just i got through him you know maybe it's just i'm so charming who knows and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and and i got through and wow. it was great it, which is unfortunate because I didn't really love Battle Masters, which yeah. I hate to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're kind of the, there with you, yeah. The, the thing I didn't like about it, and this will sound so silly, is I didn't like that plastic map. Like, oh, I yeah. just didn't like it. I yeah. was like, this feels really flimsy when you have all these yeah. pretty neat pieces. I don't even remember the 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 gameplay of it. and yeah. And you couldn't really match those with like, you know, the other miniatures I had at the time were either Heroes, not Heroescape, Hero Quest. Hero I had Quest, said Heroescape yeah. earlier, uh, Hero Quest. And same, then, um, same. that is another game, but all, all the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. But everything I was talking about earlier about Hero Quest is whenever I had, had said Heroescape, I meant Hero Quest. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> uh, and then we also were playing a lot of Star Wars miniatures, and, and Kenner Ooh. had come out with these pewter or lead pre-painted pieces that were awesome and they were like they're more like 22 or 24 millimeter they weren't really full-on kind of this 25 to 28 millimeter that we have now but they were great and so you know and that was just awesome and we would play that on the floor on the kitchen table and uh yeah 
I, mm. And I would, I'd much rather play that than, than almost anything. So, so yeah, yeah. so battle masters didn't get the love maybe yeah, I now, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, now yeah, I wish yeah. I had, you know, a stack of six of them in my basement, but unfortunately I don't. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yes, yes, yes. And then would take a up a, a lot of your basement. That's a, it's a large, large game. There's a lot going on there. Indeed. Uh, and, and it's, it's interesting though, Kev, cause it's like, um, obviously you liked all those games with the hero quest, the hero escape, you know, um, but the games that you, are, are, are um, designing and putting out a lot of the times uh, specifically, especially at, at Fort Circle are history-based games. They're, they, they, oftentimes they are about real historical moments. So I guess my question for you is why do you hate orcs and goblins so much, Kev? Huh? <laughs> you, what, you know, well, can, you, you because... can't make one game about <laughs> goblins. Well, so <laughs> no, because I'm just not seeped in that, you know, Tolkien, like, you know, I've read, but I'm not like, whereas I like history. And so it just seems a natural fit. It's certainly yeah, not for true. sales reasons. I assure you yeah. that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But, um, but I will tell you, I, I almost made a game that would have been awesome. So there's this North Korean um, propaganda cartoon called Squirrel and Hedgehog. And Hello. Squirrel and Hedgehog and their friend, the Ducks, are the North Korean, you know, army and people and workers, and they yeah. fight the um, the rats who are South Korea, the weasels who are Japan, wow. and then the wolves who are the United States. Wow! And <laughs> I was like, this would make an awesome game, and yeah. like, I'm not worried about North Korean copyright infringement. Right, so I was exactly. like, this would be yes. awesome. But then, you know, Root comes out, and I'm yes, like, yes, oh. I was just gonna say that sounds like Root. And, and it yeah. really, it, it took the wind out of my sails, and and so I actually have a real grudge against Cole because he made that yes, game. So. Cole, yes, Who, yes. Yeah, who knew so, that yeah. Root, Root is secretly based on a North Korean uh, propaganda? That's, that's yeah, amazing. That's we're breaking. Well, news I, I think I, I think that's what Cole reads in his spare time is North Korean propaganda. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I was gonna say that Cove, that, that explains so. why Cole is always you know talking about how much he loves you know kim jong-il and um yes. stuff like that yes. in all you know in his social media oh that, that now it makes sense yes now it makes yeah sense. now it makes sense yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now kevin um like i've uh, mentioned before uh, a lot of our um eagle-eared listeners will be will already be familiar with shorts Tripoli, but also um i'm sure they went and and uh, and tried to look up uh fort circle and you as the designer and everything like that but, uh, but for those that didn't, um, tell us a little bit more about um, what Fort Circle is and then what is coming up in the, in the future that they should be keeping an eye out for. Sure. So um, the company was actually named. So I live in Washington, D.C., and I love the area here. And the company is named for the string of defensive forts that defended Washington, D.C. during the Civil War. So uh-huh. there was a circle of forts, which is now you've called the Fort Circle, and that's mm. National Park, parts of them are. If you've ever been to D.C., some of the metro stops are the forts that were originally there. So that's Whoa. where the name comes from. Um, that's a little cool. nerdy, I realize, but... Yeah, no, that's know, great. There you go. I love um, it. And so uh, we publish historical games, Um we have um, a sibling game to the Shores of Tripoli coming out. I'm the, I have a co-designer, uh, my friend Gilberto Lopez, um, and it's called The Halls of Montezuma, which yeah. those of you who, who uh, are familiar with the Marine Corps hymn might see yes. where that uh, is coming from. And <laughs> it's the uh, Mexican-American War 
1846 to 1848. It uses some of the similar um, mechanism of Shores of Tripoli, where you play a card for an event or discard a card to take a couple actions. They're a little bit different between the United States and the Mexican side, but there's mm-hmm. also a political layer in there, whereas the U.S. has to pass certain bills or pass treaties. Mm-hmm. And the Mexican player, because there were six different presidents during the war in Mexico, you can basically oh. swap out different presidents, which are giving you a different bonus each turn, depending uh, on what that president's focus is. So there's cool. kind of a political level that's layered on top of that base engine um, that happens in the shores of Tripoli. Oh, and then we have a game that should be, it should have already been here, um, but it should be here shortly this summer called uh, Votes for Women, which mm-hmm. is on the ratification of the 19th Amendment. Um, it's mm-hmm. designed by Tory Brown. Um, yeah. I did a lot of development work on that and uh, wrote the bots engine. And Ooh. so it's really a great project. I loved working with Tori. We were actually debate partners over 20 years ago in college for a semester. Cool. So uh, we have a long history of working together and we've worked together at companies and stuff. So um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm really frustrated that it's taken so long to get the game here, but we've just had the weirdest like everything that could go wrong production wise or shipping wise has happened yeah, with that game. Yeah. But when it gets here, people are going to love it. So yeah, uh, totally, totally. Yeah. It's, and it's going to sell, you know, 10 times what Shrozer Tripoli does. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we have a few games uh, ready for next year. Um, one is on the history of the Supreme court. Um, oh, cool. oh, I saw that one. Yeah. That looks, which cool. is quite good. It's, it's the game itself is done, but we've obviously got to go through the Kickstarter process and stuff. Um, yeah. There is a game on oh and jason matthews has a game on the treason trial of aaron burr which uh-huh. uh and, which you know we hope to get a nice little tie-in with the hamilton folks so that's sure. pretty exciting yeah. Yeah. but then the game that is going to be the best game that my company ever publishes uh is designed by my lovely wife who's over there clapping yes. and uh is called guano Guano, guano. Yes, guano, guano, guano. Yes. <laughs> so for your listeners who are not uh, up to date on guano, in the mid to late 1800s, um, guano was the most prized uh, uh, fertilizer, and it was actually more valuable than gold on a per weight basis. Wow, like wow. it was crucial. And like the United States would have never been able to feed all the people who are coming immigrating here if we hadn't had access to all this guano. Wow. And of course, in getting this guano, we did some things that were a little questionable as the United yeah. States sometimes does, but you know, yeah. it all worked out in the end, sort of. So, <laughs> uh, and so the, the, what I like about this game, the game is that, you know, there's a labor relations like issue and environmental issues, but it doesn't kind of pull many punches. I mean, you're still a capitalist mm-hmm. and you're, you know, right. finding new islands and selling your shit uh, to the various um, <laughs> literally. And, 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 but then what I love about it is that, you know, most games that are set in that kind of economic sphere are always like, and if you have the most money at the end of the game, you win. Right. And to be a, to be honest, who cares about how much money you have when you're dead. Right. Like, right. That's not really how we, live and so what you're doing is while you're still running your company you're buying like ridiculous gilded age baubles and mansions <laughs> and and going okay. on these ridiculous trips and buying like yachts that. and so that's how you get points and then each mm. player um 
kind of like in, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, uh, in Terraform, well, that's not really good, but like, so you have different motivations. So like one person might be, you'll draw it at the beginning. And so your motivation is you love artwork. And so you get more points if you get art than someone else does. Or if you want to be a traveler or like whatever. And so, so you take those motivations that are what you think of as a good life. And then you accumulate all this money to go do these things. But obviously there's a tension between running your business and, going on trips to Paris. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. makes it a truly interesting, I guess, an owner placement game, not a worker placement game. And you have <laughs> yeah. ships and uh, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. That's cool. So yeah, and that sounds really cool. If you guys want to play test the two player version, Ooh. by all means, let me know. And I'll yeah. look you up. So, you know, it. Probably you know, it. maybe that sounds two great. months away. So cool. That sounds awesome, man. Um, and what, where, where's a good spot for them? How do they, uh, how do they break into you? Should they, should they go to social media? Should they go to a website? What's the best way for them to find it all? Well, they should come to our website and buy our games. Um, that's yes. at fortcircle.com. That's the way you do it. Um, but I'm also actually fairly active on Twitter. Um, not in the bad ways, but like in just in the board game space <laughs> yeah, yeah. ways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and, um, the handle is, is just Fort or it's at Fort Circle. So, Perfect. um, so yeah, and I'm pretty easy to reach so if people you know like they want me to take a look at a game design or if they want me to play test something or whatever i'm pretty easy to reach and happy to help out so right because that is how you experienced it as a child when you called milton brad yes which was <laughs> totally I mean? random although I was, <laughs> yeah. to be honest i was 20 i guess i was still kind of here, right <laughs> well, so, <listen. laughs> yeah. i mean it's uh, well yeah. you mean you know you're calling about hero quest so yes <laughs> yes um but um but yeah i mean that's hey listen that you learned you you learned from the the masters you know what i mean that it, it when he made himself what was his name mike gray mike gray so. mike gray he made himself available to the people so does kevin bertram I like there that. we go yes <laughs> yeah well um, i mean in all seriousness kevin i've i've been uh you know we both have been uh following you on on uh, twitter and social media for a while now <clears throat> and yeah. uh I've, I've been seeing all these games and it's cool mm-hmm. to hear some of the mechanics behind these things i'm very excited and of course yeah. short, um not sure it's triple e uh halls of montezuma been looking Holes forward to that for a while so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and all these things because so, that's going to be two player i assume right? yes two players yes, perfect love it and i i think every game we have is can be played at two player yeah. uh some of them because to be honest i want a game that i can play with my wife and that's yeah. really what matters to me in publishing <laughs> exactly. a game and yeah oh yeah and so but uh guano 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 is playable with five specifically because we have a friend who we play uh terraforming mars with this other couple and then this other friend of ours and so we didn't want to leave him out so we literally made a decision for that game to bump it from four to five but most important all the games have to be able to play for two because that's right who's the right number for gaming yes Yes. love to hear it thank you kevin (laughs) scrabble risk access allies fortune it doesn't matter Two players yep. is where it's at. Whatever so. game it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. Um, um and Kevin, I uh, also just want to say one more time, congrats on winning the contest. Hope you're enjoying the pogs also. I know. Um, <laughs> you know, it yes. just uh some fantastic pogs that we're putting out on on our fantastic Patreon. Pogs. Oh, you, yeah. I I love out them. There listen- oh, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I, I love them and like I'm not I don't trust you enough to give you my home address. So you have them sent to my post office box. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. I go to the post office box every, mm-hmm. you know, once a week, I'm always like, Ooh, could this be a pog week? So, <laughs> so they're much Keep appreciated. So Keep an eye. 
Yes, yes. And yes. if you listener out there want to get some pogs in your P.O. box, just visit yeah. uh, patreon.com slash you can play that game. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, and we if, want you to visit and if, Fort Circle for, I was about to say, and if you want to get some Fort Circle games in your pocket, um, then you got to go to fortcircle.com and uh, break that wallet out. Uh, all righty. Well, uh, Kevin, it was great to have you. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Sweet. <laughs> That's been Kevin Bertram. Kevin Bertram. Well, Pete, I don't know if we can top that that conversation here. I don't know if we should even continue with uh, with this episode. All right. Because... Well, tune in next time, and uh, you should. And if you get another friend, you should tune. No, Andrew, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, we could probably keep going. Uh, let me just go ahead and uh, get my druthers here. Whoa, Andrew. Watch out! It, uh, because because Andrew, and yep. go ahead and ask me why. Why? Well, why? Why should why. I? Why should, why should I be watching out, Pete? Bear attack! Bear attack! Yes, uh, we're being chased by a bear right now, and so we got to stop and talk into microphones about it, and we're gonna discuss which part of this game. Uh, battle masters are we going to be throwing at the bear uh very important very important thing to always think about bear is currently chasing us in real time but then we give him the timeout symbol with our hands i mean and he just sits down while we discuss which part of this game we're going to be throwing at it andrew what do you think here what are you throwing at this what are you throwing at this bear um i'm gonna throw i thought a lot about this but i'm gonna throw the board at it the vinyl board Wow. Because this is smart, Andrew. And why? Well, it's so big, you know, we discussed it's four and a yeah. half four and a half square feet that it's just gonna be like a, you know, like a big parachute just coming out and just cover up you know, you can imagine just It's just a net. A net, basically, and just covering up the bear's whole face and it's like get a little tangled up in it and by the time yeah. it manages to wriggle its way out of the uh the the uh, net, so to speak, the tablecloth of this board, uh, we're gonna be long gone, so that's that's genius andrew that's genius and that is certainly what you should throw at the bear uh now i know what i'm not throwing at the bear andrew oh and that is one of the one of the beast men from the chaos side, Andrew. <laughs> okay because because i think one of two things is going to happen andrew either the bear is going to see the beast man and then they're and they're going to think oh there's another beast on my side uh teaming up with me against the human and then the bear's going to be even more, you know, confident and pumped up and everything like that. And it's like, hey, look, all the beasts are coming together to my side. You know what I mean? Um, or the and then and then he's going to whoop me. Obviously, he's going to be even more pumped up. He's going to whoop me even harder. Right. Because he's because he's you know inspired by the other beasts around him. Right. Or the bear. <laughs> The bear may develop a crush on the Beast Man, Andrew. You know what I mean? Because all of yeah. a sudden a Beast Man appears, and these guys are chiseled, you know what I mean, or cut, yeah. whatever. Yep. Um, and it's just a fellow beast, and the bear's like, oh, hello, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hello, yeah. nurse, or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> um and i think i think we both know andrew that when there's love involved you know you can't you can't stop somebody you know that i'm not gonna be able to stop this bear at that point you know talk about also being pumped up and everything like that either way this bear's gonna ha- just get so pumped and just <laughs> thrash me you know what i mean right yeah so you're definitely not gonna want to throw those beast men at... definitely don't throw the beast men <laughs> at, the bear. at the bear and you know as you covered go ahead and throw that board at them that's, that's yeah. smart okay. yeah 
I keep sure. I keep wanting to call it a board, even though it's not really a board. I don't know what else you would call it. The play mat or I don't something. Know what else you yeah. would call it. Yeah, but I mean, then it sounds like you're a Fargan five-year-old. If you're getting... <laughs> hey, honey, can you can you move the chair? I'm trying to set up my play mat. Oh, okay. I'll just go ahead and leave and never come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> Gonna lay on at this that mat. point. At that point, Andrew, your spouse is probably thinking like, "I want a, I want a bear attack to happen." You know what I mean? <laughs> I want him to. I want. <laughs> I want a bear to attack me so I can get out of this marriage or whatever. I want it to come and eat me, skin me alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Speaking of skinning you, um, there's uh, isn't that? Wouldn't you say there's more than one way to skin a game? Yeah. There's more than one way to skin a game. Oh, more than one way to skin a game. This is the segment where we give this board game a new skin. It means a new theme, a new artistic direction yeah. uh, that we mm-hmm. think could work with this. Instead of right. the world, the... Uh, the cinematic universe of Battle Masters. What other Yeah, instead theme? of those like Imperial Knights and the Chaos Army and stuff like that, what else could what could we make this game look like basically? What yeah. what what theme could we pick, you know? Um a new skin for the game. But you know, what's important is keeping everything else the same. You know what I mean? So Yeah, the rules same, you know, the mechanics of the whole game, everything else the same. So just right. going to change what what are these things that we're moving around and what's the what's the story behind it. Um, first of all, Pete, though, right. before we get into the segment, I just want to say that, you know, <clears throat> you made up the uh, the uh, rundown for this episode, and I saw that this segment was in here, and I got to say it was a little off putting to me. I did not like that this one was in here um, because really there's no need for this, Pete. You stop trying to ruin my childhood, okay? You're trying to rewrite yeah. every everything that I loved as a kid, okay? Uh, well, Andrew. I uh, I'm sorry that I upset you with that. I it, it, and to make everything better, Andrew. Uh-huh, yeah. Here's here's my reskin of the game. I think <laughs> this I think this will make up for it. Uh, okay, better. Because this is this to me this screams Battle of Naboo. Andrew. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All the right. battle on the grassy plains of Naboo, Andrew, in your favorite movie, Phantom Menace of the Opera, <laughs> uh, episode one. Yes. Now. Andrew, this is this works perfectly because you got your Jar Jars and then you got your droids. Okay, yeah. you got the Gungans. Yeah, the Gungans. You know, the Gungans are kind of like the Imperial Army, kind of. You know, they're the they have they have their they have their knights on their horses, yeah. but of course, in yes. uh, on Naboo, it is the Cadu. Cadu, yeah, <laughs> uh, which they ride. Um, and you know, and then you got the other side. You got the droid army, you know, and and the droids, you know, they don't have like mounts or anything like that. They don't have. They're not necess- They don't have like wolves that they ride, but they do have the droidekas, and those things roll. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of like you know. They have those faster um, moving things. I don't know if it, probably not in that scene, but they transport do. ships. Well, they have those, but there's there's like these floating like segway things that they ride on too yeah, yeah i don't think you see those in the battle of naboo though for some reason but, i guess the technology didn't reach them there but well they yeah. they had them earlier on naboo in the in the woods or whatever so oh. you could throw them in there why not i don't know that they're battle ready though is <laughs> oh i, I see know. yeah you're right good point yeah that's the thing they're kind of recreational uh they do like tricks on them and stuff uh it's really meant for the really meant for the half pipe andrew uh i know i know what you're saying what about the archers okay well what about the guys uh who use 
who launched the Boomas. Andrew, yes. Uh, it, Me okay, don't have Boomas, a Boomas, of course, which are... <laughs> the Boomas are... Uh, uh, the boomas are like those uh, energy orbs that the the, the Gungans throw, yeah. uh, and of course they you know they use like the addle addles to to sling them and stuff like mm-hmm. that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, and like you like you were just referencing there, Andrew, if you're moving those if you're moving these archers on on the Gungan side, you'll be telling Jar Jar to use of the boomer. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> Like Roost, like <laughs> Roost Tarples did in the in the movie. Misa no have a boomer. Jaja, use of the boomer. You know what I mean? Misa, Misa no have a boomer. You know what I mean? And then okay. he throws, he throws him one, and then he just fumbles <laughs> it into the exactly where says, it needs to go. He says here, um, here, using this one, and then use uh, of this one. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then he just accidentally uh, saves the day with it. He yep. goes whoa, whoa, whoa. He has a Mr. Bean moment basically, yeah. which is. I, Andrew, I mean, is about ninety percent of Jar Jar's time on screen. It's so interesting. Well, that's, We're not. Yeah. We don't have time to get into it. That's the. But that's the whole thing. That's the, uh, anyway. the special edition. George Lucas always wanted uh, Jar Jar Binks to have a turkey stuck on his head, but he never had the budget yeah. to put that in. He didn't that's have the technology. Right. He had to put to one in digitally yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't <laughs> yeah. work originally. <laughs> <laughs> had to Jar Jar driving a car from on top of a car from a couch on top of a car andrew um the gungans uh have catapults yes they do um so that's the that's the mighty cannon mighty cannon obviously you know what i mean oh and the droid archers of course would just be the droids with the blasters those are long well so what about um you know what about the ogre for the droids who's the ogre okay what about the ogre good question andrew um they do have the the droid army has those tanks, you know what I mean, mm, and that's got to be the ogre, I guess, yeah. because they can move and attack and move and attack. You know what I mean? They're 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 clearly the strongest thing on the, you know what I mean? Good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of an ogre like. Uh, the tower uh, can just be like a high hill. There's a lot of hills, and and yes. if you have the high ground, you know what I mean, on those high Ooh. hills, you know. Yeah. You know? What do you gonna, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, and then Andrew, here's the th- here's the thing. Here's where you have fun with it. Okay. You you don't you, you know you replace the shields and the skulls on the dice, and you don't you don't even need to think of two different things. I think you just go with picture of Jar Jar's face. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And because if the Gungans roll Jar Jar's, uh, then Jar Jar's bumbling and clumsiness ends up hurting the droids. Like you know, like we were saying, he fumbles yeah. the Booma, you know, into the into the tank or yep. whatever, and then it gets destroyed. Or he, you know sticks his foot in the inner workings of a broken droid and starts firing <laughs> somehow somehow starts firing at other droids you know that kind of thing or he or he opens the back of a transporter of the big abumas or whatever and then they just and that ends up being a they, great thing they roll it you know so that hill, that's yeah. what happens yeah, yeah they roll at everything start destroying stuff that's what happens if the gungans roll jar jars but if the droids roll jar jars then obviously it hurts the gungans because his clumsiness doesn't you know, result. It actually just results in it doesn't help the Gungans. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd say, yeah. uh, so that's that's kind of it. It all kind of you know. It's basically it's it's either it's every at every point Jar Jar's messing up and just it either somehow helps or hurts you know the Gungans. Um, and Andrew, here's the best part: is at any point if the Gungans seem like they're losing, then that player can just quote Jar Jar and say. My give up, my give up. You know what I mean? At the end, which is of course much too. General Roos Tarple's dismay. Yes. So. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, and at, and if you win, then 
then you can say they all broke in, and, you know, and you start pushing That's them right. over. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You could say that at the beginning. You could say. You anyway, could say you I could thought even, you would. I thought you'd like that. At the beginning, also after you set up your pieces, you could say my favorite line in that movie where George George R. Banks says, "Steady." steady 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 <laughs> yes and everyone looks at him and was like yeah man we yeah we didn't <laughs> you didn't need to say that actually you right yeah, yeah um so Andrew, how, you reskin it. how are you reskinning this game well uh P- pete i appreciate that you did that i'm trying to think back to how old i was when i played battle masters because you know phantom menace i was a little bit older it was like 12 or 13 when that movie came out so um I'm thinking that I played Battle Masters before that. I don't think I played this when I was a teenager. So um, I, since you're trying to take away my childhood with this, I'm going way back to my original love of my childhood. I'm theming this as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, game. Uh, and wow. uh, that way uh, it'll be full of nostalgia. That's the only way you could make it more nostalgic for me, I think, is if you gave it that theme. So... Hmm. Um, and it's also a great use for all of the, your action figures that you might have. You know, you just uh, get some. Get oh some yeah, turtle. I mean, there was how many how many Ninja Turtles action figures do you think that they have developed? Uh, thousands. I mean, it, I'm uh, not over kidding. over under. Yeah, I was about to say over <laughs> under. Yeah, a, a thousand. thousand yeah, I mean, well, from all the different iterations of it, because all the reboots of the different uh, things, it depends. Of right from the original cartoon, may, I, don't, I think it's under a thousand, maybe, but uh, definitely. No, not. I'm just saying, like of all of all, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, there's yeah. got to be, you know. I, can, <laughs> but I can remember, like, uh, you know, I had a bunch of those, and uh, be like, well. <laughs> I remember my mom saying, like, well, how bad could it be? There's only four of them, you know? There's only four turtles. But then, <laughs> <laughs> talk about, like, oh. 50 action figures later, you know? We, oh, they, my God. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it's easy. You have you have good guys and bad guys on She's one end. Like, yeah. I mean, they really went crazy with that. She's got to – she had to at some point have been, like, detective ninja turtle. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're all wearing. Tr- I gotta put down another twenty five dollars. You can get Michelangelo wearing a trench coat. You know. Uh, just... Yeah, I definitely had one of them wearing a trench coat. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was one. I had like the samurai version of one. There was one like in space. Mm-hmm. They had like space suits on. Uh, oh yeah. And all the all the ancillary like villains. Like there would be, there would be like one episode with like a villain, you know, and then they would defeat yeah. the villain at the end. But there was an action figure of it. But it was only in, he was only in right. one episode, you know. But Hey. Sticky Spider-Man or whatever, yes. you know what I mean? And it's like, ugh. Uh, but anyway, it would be good guys versus bad guys. Uh, you got Shredder, Foot Soldiers in there, uh, Baxter Stockman, you remember that? Uh, who's like a fly. Yeah. On the good guys, you know, you got your Turtles, you got your April O'Neil, you got your uh, Casey Jones Splinter, uh, and then all the other, th- you know, people that we've never heard of before. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I'm pretty sure that actually my dad and I, we used to play this like on the coffee table, uh, probably the same exact game. I, I distinctly remember we'd line up all the good guys. Um, okay. Kind of a, kind of a flex. How big was this coffee? Table <laughs> <Andrew>? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, without the board, we'd have uh, all the good guy turtles uh, and all the bad guy turtles on one end and he'd sit on the other end and you'd say, you know. Okay, go, and then they just like one at a time run up and go. Well, fight, 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 fight. You know, and then, of course I'd always win. <laughs> uh, so, mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I distinctly uh, remember that. Odd coincidence. Kind of an odd coincidence that you were just so good at that that you always won. Huh. Yeah. I mean, well, I was really good at doing, at, at saying fight, 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 fight over and over again when wow. we smashed the the action <laughs> figures together. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, Andrew, uh, I, I, it's on the most of on, my. I gotta, I gotta my, ask you which. Most of my childhood was canon. Just, oh, good point. Because uh, I know what the canon is, Andrew, and I was wondering if you had the same thing in mind. But it sounds like you didn't even think about it, Andrew. It's got to be that pizza launcher from the. <laughs> remember that thing that shot the yes. discs that had the sticker well, of, on them that was a pizza pie. Of course, uh, it definitely shot. <laughs> yes, I do remember that toy. I remember there was also a thing that I don't know if it was in the same set where you would it was like slime. There were like little uh, Play-Doh canisters of slime, and you it put an uh, action figure underneath of it. It was like a torture device, and and oh. the, the slime would like slowly slime boarding. Yeah, but I remember George being... W. Bush slime boarding, <laughs> uh, you know Baxter in uh, Guantanamo Bay. I remember it was uh, I was never really allowed to play with it because it would make too big of a mess and it would get like all in the in the. Uh, action figures joints and stuff like that and and i remember being yeah. really like annoyed that i was not allowed to play with that uh Ooh. yeah but probably better that we didn't ruin the the action figures but anyway um uh yeah you're right pizza launcher and the ogre is gonna be uh you know what it's gonna be like super shredder you know in that when he uh oh. he, he drinks the ooze and he turns into like giant muscly guy uh he's just wow or yeah it could be the Technodrome, too. That was a good one. Uh, it's a big... Oh, the Technodrome maybe is the tower. I don't know. Oh, good point. Well, the tower might just be like a skyscraper or something that they would fight on top okay. of. You know? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good point, good point. Uh, yeah, but it would be all city, you know, cityscape on the on the board. I think it would be really good. Hmm. Um, I mean, I love it, Andrew, and I, I would say that the two of us, uh, you know, would play that. If I, that yes. Existed. Yeah, we would. We would. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would, and uh, <laughs> and we could, and we should, oh. but should, oh. but who could they play this? But should they? Two, what and I'm trying to say by that, I mean, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, Andrew, is two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Okay, I think I think I just blacked out there for a second while we were trying to get that transition to happen. Uh, <laughs> was, yeah, that yeah, the segue. <laughs> man, I lost the segue. Lost uh, oxygen to its brain. You know what I mean? You know, uh, we're a little tired. It's the end of season two. I'm just I, I can't think of any more segues into two. this. Thinking, you know, what I mean, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's you know right. I mean? That's right, Andrew. Andrew, how sure are we that two people should play this game, Battle Masters, from 0% sure to 100% sure that two people should play this? Um, I'm going to, Andrew, I, I don't know if you want me to start or you to start, but um, I, I know I, this, was, this was a game that you wanted to, uh, you know, you, you've been wanting to cover this game for a long time. So let me get my review out of the way here and you okay. can really carve into it, okay? Okay. I'm, I'm 25% oh, sure God. that you should play oh. this game, Andrew. Oh, that hurts. Uh, because this is, uh, I mean, this is trash, Andrew. This is oh. trash. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of interesting decisions to make here, Andrew. You just move your guys towards the other player's guys when, it, when you can, like mm-hmm. when the card says that you can, and then you attack whenever the card says you can. And then you just, whenever you can do that, you just roll the dice and you just see what the dice give you, and then you just subtract or whatever, and it kind of plays itself, basically. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, it's a, props to them. It's very ambitious, you know what I mean? 
Um, I just think it needed a more time in the oven if it was going to be anything you know worthwhile. Basically, it's a very underdone cookie you know, well, or pizza, if you will. Um, and uh, and you know what doesn't uh, you know a lot of the people in the reviews were saying all the same thing where they're like yeah it's just not good but the miniatures is a whole <laughs> other story these are great blah 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 you know they're made by the whatever it was called the game workshop or whatever the same guys yeah. who did blah blah all this other stuff uh, but I got to tell you Andrew miniatures in a game are kind of a turnoff for me I actually not only do I not only am I, do I you know am I not positive on miniatures in a board game I'm oftentimes negative honestly when it's like a some sort of like 3d printed uh or whatever like miniature very detailed miniature it honestly i don't i don't even like to see it i much prefer like a very simple meeple or even like a disc like those agricola was just discs for people back in the day and that that did it for me you know what i mean i i'm not a miniatures guy i don't want to see them in my games so that doesn't even make up for it for me so i mean it's not the worst thing in the world it's it's you know certainly better than a lot of the garbage that's at the bottom of our list but you know 25 percent sure mm-hmm. what do you think well god oh man that that was uh painful to listen to sorry listeners that you had to hear what <laughs> a, can... speaking of garbage that's a garbage take right there that is <laughs> one of the worst worst reviews i've heard for a board game ever in my life i think um, wow 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 no i mean you make some fair points it's at playing it as an adult is much different than playing it as a kid um and also like i said the the designer fully admitted like um designed this for kids you know for younger kids uh so yeah. that's why it's a little more simple especially simpler than a lot of the games we play today um but speaking of kids i uh went into a time machine and i brought my kid self my uh you know eight-year-old self back from the 90s to give this a 100% rating uh, as a kid, but um, unfortunately that one doesn't count for our leaderboard. So I'm going to say, as an, <laughs> as an adult, because I definitely would have given this 100% as a kid, uh, as an adult uh, now in the 2020s, I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one an 80%, okay? Because... Oh my god. Yes. Um, I did. I grew up a little bit since the 90s. Uh it's uh, it's everything that I love. It's slow. It's tedious. It's random. It's very like uh, the, you cannot tell me that you were not excited when we were doing those cannonballs. You flip them over. Oh my gosh, what's it gonna be? You know. Yeah. I mean, that is okay. That is the that is the best part of the game. Basically, <laughs> is the can is the cannon mechanics. Uh, miniatures also are fantastic in this. I love to see miniatures. Uh, in fact, miniatures are always a positive for me. Okay, anytime I see discs in a game with little faces on them or whatever, or just uh, you know, that just makes me. I just want to vomit when I see discs in a game. Hey, that's just that's hey, just terrible. Hey, watch it. Um, watch it. Yeah, the more detailed, the better. Uh, you can just Andrew keep keep talking like that, and I'm gonna end this season right after this episode. <laughs> this is the last episode we're doing. This. this is I'll make this the last episode of season two, Andrew. <laughs> if you keep talking like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm giving it an eighty percent because uh, I yeah. I still thought it was I still thought it was pretty fun. Now I can I can see all your points, but I think. Uh, Andrew, you know what you know what I say when you start talking like that, Andrew. You know what I yeah. say? What? Steady, 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 steady. You know I mean? um, <laughs> no, it was it was right. still it was still fun for me as an adult. Um, as part of it was yeah. nostalgia. I know that not everybody played this as a kid, so it's not going to be as fun for you. But also, I mean, the fact that it's so 
uh, if this were small, little tiny miniatures and you're moving them around, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as fun. But it's it's just an event when this game comes out. You know, it's like all right, time for battle masters. Yeah. Whoa! It takes up yeah. the whole living room, and here they are. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna set them. And each one has their own yeah. little. Each miniature has their own little um, insignia on their flag and everything. It's like, oh man, it's great. Yeah. So great. I know. Yeah, we... and I the illustrations are great. I that what's one thing I'll say is like the artwork in it's great. It is true that they did a good job, you know, like crafting these miniatures or whatever, sculpting them. Uh, yes. Even though they're not really my thing, they they are fun. You know what I mean? The ogre's fun looking, you know. And also just like and the drawings of them on the cards are fun. Like, that's, that's great. That, that's fun. That's the, fun. The yeah. artwork is very nineties. It reminded me speaking of Ninja Turtles, yeah. it reminded me they remind me of characters from the Ninja Turtles cartoon, the way they're drawn there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought so, at mm. least. It, it was very uh, kind of 80s, 90s, cartoonish uh, looking on the cards. Wow. So I, I like it. I love it. And it's also it's also a war game. I know that there's not a ton of strategy. I do like these kind of games where the objective is very simple. To go, fight, and finish it off. Now, that's another thing, is this game can go on long where, like, one team only has like one or two guys, and it's just like a, it's like okay, I know I lost. I just gotta you gotta play it out to the end. But again, uh, I like that kind of thing. Who cares? It's it's fun to yeah. see how it plays out, and every game's gonna be different because you can set up the uh, board differently with the terrain. You can play it from like the river comes into play where one team can be on one side of the river, or or you could play with the river going uh, in the same direction as the action. So. Uh, lots True. of different ways to play, and uh, you know, there's there's more. To I mean, lo- I mean, lots, lots might be lots, a little too far. Lots, lots of different I mean, ways lots. to play. Mm. You can make up your own. You can make up your own scenarios for this too. You you don't have to. You don't have to. You know, you could house rules it. Maybe uh, you know, start off in different spots on the board. You're already mixed up, so you don't have mm. that tedious march yeah. in the beginning. That kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, Andrew, you know what? The, you know what the word lots reminds me of, Andrew. What? It reminds me of uh, the lots of games that we got on our leaderboard. Leaderboard. All right, Andrew. Uh, that's right. Uh, not only is there lots of games on our leaderboard. In fact, if you if you zoom in, you'll notice there are exactly sixty, Andrew. Sixty, 60 games, games on our leaderboard. Wow. Where does this one fall? Andrew, this wow. last game of season two. Well, episode see. 60. Episode Andrew, 60. Star Wars, episode 60. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't put it past them. Know what I mean? No. It'll happen um, someday. It'll um, happen someday. Know what I mean? The Port Revenge 60. of the Porgs, it's called. The, the, you know what I mean? The rise now that of, I would watch. The Rise of Binks. Um, Battlemasters. You gave These this are all one. Good ideas. These are all better ideas than the current. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, um, all right. Speaking of ruining my childhood, um, you gave this one a uh, wait. This says twenty five. That can't. That can't man. be right. That can't be right. No one would. No one in their right mind would give this one a twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Just reminding you that in the previous segment, I gave this one a twenty five percent sure answer. The two people should play this game. Insane. And then if you add that together with your eighty, which is uh, speaking of insane, uh, oh. and then you divide it by two to arrive at our combined average final score. That puts us at 52.5 for Battlemasters. 52.5, which is sandwich. That sandwiches it in between Nefetafel at 54 and Checkers at 34. 
Okay, so it is... Mm -hmm. Oh, that puts it, by the way, in 53rd place out of 60. So, yeah, not great. Not great, but it is over 50%. So, you know, Pete, you can't argue with and that. It's it's in the positive. I will. Yeah, I'll say this, Andrew. It is, you know, we always say there is a point at which this leaderboard just falls off a cliff and into <laughs> Trashville. You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't, I, you know, as I said, Nefetafel right above it at 54, but Checkers below it by almost 20 points yeah. at 34. So That's I kinda... think it's official. I think Battlemasters is just standing on it's the precipice of, of Trash trash it's Valley or whatever. teetering you know what I mean? but right. But it's not, but it's still on the cliff. You know what I mean? Right on the edge of that cliff. It's got one, one foot off of the cliff. Just, whoa. One foot off yeah <clears throat> yeah just barely <laughs> hanging on uh but luckily but it's hanging on my favorite game of all time is still not in the total trash heap thanks to me the savior <laughs> no, no, of no. battle masters you know you could i love this game so much you could just my, my, my middle name is battle you could call me andrew battle masters miller you know that's what you could call me i <laughs> that's just love right. this game so that's much right. Interesting. You could just call me. That. I might even, I, you know, I might even have fun with that nickname at some point. Yeah, Nobody ever maybe. hears me call you something like that. Maybe, maybe so. Who knows? Not, I don't know. Uh, but now people will know that if that ever happens, that yes. that's what I'm referencing. Right. I understand. You know? Yeah. And that would be pretty cool, I think, if people called me that. Right. Uh, it's like really? a really cool name. Well, that would be cool, Andrew. And that reminds me, are we cool? Are we? Cool. Okay, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Break out the friendship ledger here. We're going to um, scratch yep. in some more uh, stats here. Uh, are we still cool? Well, I... Okay. I okay. I wrote down in my notes plus three uh, to wow. our friendship. Yeah, because I had a great wow, time wow, playing wow. this, and I hope you wow. did too, but I put a question mark after it because I wasn't sure. Now, after recording... Wow. After recording this episode, I'm not so sure that we're cool anymore because of the, uh, the all the negative things you said about uh, to mm. ruin my childhood. Mm. So, um. wow, wow, Andrew, childhood ruined. Well, Andrew, here's the thing though. I like that you like this game, Andrew. I think that's real cute. I think that's real nice. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to say we're plus two. Okay, yes. Here, Andrew. Yes. Because I get to share in something, you know what I mean, from your childhood. Childhood saved, All right. if you would. Yes. Um, you know, Olympus has fallen, but childhood saved, if you will. <laughs> and you we, are, I mean? uh, we are still officially cool. That's a great... We are still officially cool. A great, great yeah. note to end uh, season two on here uh, in episode wow. 60. Um, but you know what would be wow. even greater than that, Pete, though, is if people, you know, since we've given you 60 games of of wow. long, long episodes here to review. so Of blood, sweat, and tears. What what you could do is just simply go on to Apple Podcasts or they do that on uh, the other one now. What's the other one called? They do that on Spotify now, Spotify. too. You can rate them. Yeah. Okay, you rate them. And then uh, on Apple, you can also review. You can write a little blurb. Just give us, yeah. just, just write something like, hey, Battlemasters is the greatest game uh, uh, anyone's ever played, and Pete's opinions are terrible. You know, write that as your review. I think, yeah. I think people love that. Honestly, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate, <laughs> review, subscribe. That's that's yes. what's most important. You can you can talk junk on me and smack on me all you want, <laughs> as long as you do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you, while you're at it, you might as well just go ahead and uh, you know follow us on Twitter at uh, to play that pod and on Instagram at uh, two can play that game podcast. Cause you know, just just keep up with us. You know what I mean? Even if we, uh, even if we're about to go on a little bit of a hiatus like we normally do uh, in between seasons, 
you can always keep up uh, with us. We're always posting stuff on there. You know. Oh I mean? yeah. Because even fun... when we're on, even when we're on vacation, you know what I mean. Yes. At the North Pole, uh, wherever we go, the North or whatnot. Pole, yeah. Uh, the fun never stops. Yeah, we go to our we go to our favorite uh, board game locations. Mine, of course, being the North Pole, because my favorite game is uh, I don't know <laughs> what's a what's a game that the North Pole. Don't, Santa don't break got the ice. ran over by a reindeer. Don't break the don't break the ice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and Andrew, of course, is going to I don't know Normandy or something probably <laughs> whatever the site of some World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway poland like a fight a fight for a world war ii site from poland or whatever yeah. andrew uh but you, bottom line is we'll be sending we'll be you know putting content up still on those things you know so find us on there yeah uh, yes definitely find us there and um hey you know what uh we also want you to tune in next time i think right wouldn't that be uh, yeah eventually yeah, right, andrew. eventually you know maybe you'll hear us next well time. also i think we'll i think we'll probably do a little bit of a wrap-up of season two we usually yeah do oh yeah i forgot season so there there will be there will be a next time we want you to tune in probably honestly probably next week unless we go into vacation mode a little bit too early but yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely so we do want you to tune in next time. Yeah, definitely do tune into that uh, season two wrap up. Oh, unless you get another friend, right? Then you can't tune oh, in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that in that case, you're going to want to tune into Partridge in a Pear Three, which is of course the podcast that's all about three player board games and also the Twelve Days of Christmas. Ah, how timely to talk be talking about Christmas. You know, I would say that that's a great podcast. There's seven part series on the Lords of Leaping. You know, that should have won of a won an award. I think that was really yeah. Yeah, I think stuff. so too. They kind of got pretty in depth on that one. It's kind of like a true crime. Yeah. You know, level of. Uh, it's kind of like our journalism on that. Kind of like our interview with the Fisher Evans. I think that should have won an award. I mean, that, was, uh, that also should. have Really, it really should have come down to us and Partridge in a Pear Golden Geek. Golden Geek. Golden Geek journalism. Audio journalism. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?